The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. We demand competition. This is the phenomenal one. AJ Styles, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And you're listening to Wrestling News Live. Howdy folks, this is good old J.R. Jim Ross of the WWE, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live. It's showtime, folks! Police officer here? I told you you were too loud. Evidently, the cops are actually here. Here are your hosts, Trey, JSK, and Arnold. That was then. This is now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live, with the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live right here exclusively, SundayNightShowdown.com. And yes, if one lesson should have been learned last night at the first ever EFED WrestleMania pay-per-view on behalf of Showdown Championship Wrestling, the one rule, ladies and gentlemen, don't cross the boss. And after last night, I'm feeling pretty damn good. But before I go any further, I'm going to bring on my co-host, you know him, very well. A man who obviously has a beef tonight. Ladies and gentlemen. Guess who's back. <laughs> Don't piss me off. They say I'm cocky. And I say what? It ain't bragging, motherfucker. Rip it back it up. They say I'm cocky. And I say what? Well, 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 well. Here we sit 
less than 24 hours removed from the biggest ass raping I've taken in my entire life at the hands of what's supposed to be my co-host and colleague, Commissioner J.J. Sexay. How's it going, Trey? How are you feeling this morning? Or this I'm evening, feeling, as it were? I'm feeling as good as a person can feel that's been screwed out of a title. Uh, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. You know, I've got so many fish to fry right now, I don't even know where to begin. But I know two people to start with, and that's yourself and the pizza-eating fat fucker, Siciliano, in the chat room, the chump, that I'm pretty sure if we were to go back and sweep up the arena, you'll find his teeth in Section 4-10 from where I kicked him last night, right before I was about to make the pen to become the new champ, which I rightfully deserve, you, of all people, turn on me and hit me with a chair and give me a concerto for my troubles. Care to explain? Absolutely. There's a there's a rule here, Trey. Don't cross the boss. But the bottom line is, don't think of it as I screwed the Trey dog. Think of it as the Trey dog screwed the Trey dog. Now, first of all, you let this Board of Education come down to the ring and screw myself and JSK out of the tag team titles. That hurt. That stung a little bit. And I let that go and thought, you know what? It's okay. We're moving on to bigger and better things with the world title and WrestleMania, the first ever WrestleMania for the new federation. You know, I'm not worried about Cicliano. I'm more worried about how am I going to pin my partner and, you know, steal the championship that way. Well, then somebody last night decided to run my partner down. I have no idea who it is, but I promise you this. Title or no title, when I find you, I'm going to destroy you, no matter where it is or when it is. And then, when I'm done wiping the blood off of me from you, whoever you are, I'm coming after you, JJ, and I'm coming after you, Mikey likes it. And I don't care if I have to fight both of you at the same time. Because you know, there's an old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But you can keep an old dog with old tricks. And I got plenty of them up my sleeve. So you guys just continue to screw me every chance you get because when I come, I come with the thunder and I don't come alone. And like I said, you just keep on keeping on until you're going to turn me into the old me and it's going to be bad news for both you motherfuckers. Okay, Trey, we, we hear you loud and clear, but, but let me just clear a couple things up. Uh, Doing a little investigating into what happened with JSK, it appears to me that the car that ran him over was the rental car that you said was stolen before the uh, the show even began. So, doing a little further digging, it makes me wonder, who could have stolen the Trey Dog's car? Or, was it the Trey Dog, in fact, who drove the car that ran over JSK to get the shot in the first place? 
So now you're telling me, now you're trying to tell me that not only have I been screwed out of the tag team titles, I've been screwed out of the World Heavyweight Championship. Now you're trying to tell me that I also am the one that ran over my own partner to put myself into this predicament? The story speaks for itself, Trey. You guys can do better than that. Come on. I was already in the arena. I had already been backstage. Ask around. Well, the investigation is forthcoming. I have my alibi. But with that said, just a little uh, little preview of what's going on right here in the EFED. We have Showdown Championship Wrestling. Poor Trey Dog licking his wounds. Not the champ, unfortunately for you. Mike Siciliano, still the champ. I'll put it to you this way. What's the next pay-per-view we have coming up? Well, we actually don't have another pay-per-view for another couple of months. Okay. Well, between now and the next pay-per-view, we'll find out who hit JSK, and we'll also have a rematch with Cicliano for the World Heavyweight title. Because before you interfered, I kicked his fat ass all over the ring. And you know it, and I know it. And I'm the one that puts the asses in the seats, sells the popcorn, the T-shirts, makes people want to show up and spend their hard-earned American money to be entertained to come see the dog do his thing. And I'll do it again, and the next time I do, I'll be leaving with the World Heavyweight title around my waist. We shall see. You have to first... Now, with that being said... Chat room. Where my dogs at? Where my dogs at? Now you can continue. Well, moving on. Aside from last night, how's the rest of your week been? Oh, I had a good Easter up until WrestleMania. Uh, spent some time with the fam. Uh, just my immediate family, like my dad and my my dad's new girlfriend and myself and. Uh, my brother and his wife and the kids and uh, went and watched my youngest nephew play soccer because I'm helping my little I'm helping my brother coach his oldest son in baseball and the little brother came up to me and said Hey Uncle Trey you can come watch me play soccer and I said Yeah sure I'll come watch and he's not even in school yet but he's playing little league soccer which blows me away. Um, so I get up at the ass crack of dawn, it seemed like, on Saturday, to go watch soccer, to watch my nephew kick a ball around. And the poor little guy, he's just not into running. He's like, running is way overrated. Well, that's what soccer is, <laughs> you know. So he doesn't start. He's a bench player. And then when he does come in, he just kind of runs around behind the play like, nah, 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 nah. like there's some kind of song playing in his head that's different than the one that everybody else has listened to. So that was a good waste of two hours of entertainment. But uh, after that, we had baseball practice on Saturday. Had a good time. Um, but all in all, just since last week, I had to uh, learn how to edit my own website, which if you're – looking back towards last week, there was a day last week where the site was down. That's because I screwed something up. Um, but uh, I figured out what it was and was able to uh, figure out how to update the site now. So hopefully, with that being said, 
the archives will be available on WrestlingNewsLive.tk sooner than they were last week. But other than that, how about yourself? Uh, you know, it's been a pretty good week here. Uh, you know, Harmony is, is off again for another uh, another exciting 10 days doing a business trip. So, you know, holding See down the fort. Mr. Mom this week. Uh, Mr. Mom once again for the next two weeks. So, you know. Keeping the homestead clear. I, I hope you got a chance to watch some of the shows tonight. I unfortunately was unable to catch a lot of Raw, thanks to the fact that here in Canada, on the score, they were uh, basically playing the uh, the basketball game, and uh, so they preempted Raw. I guess it's playing now, but I did catch a little bit. Didn't catch the ending. Apparently, they killed all these streams on Justin.tv before the show went off the air, so I'm totally in the dark as to what happened at the end of Monday Night well, Raw. Well, I saw, I, I saw enough of both to be able to recap both, pretty much. Um, you know, it's it's sad because, you know, we came on here last week and we, we, we talked about all the negativity in wrestling radio. You know, and I don't want to be negative because there were some things that I did like about TNA tonight. They were just harder to find. Um... Tonight's TNA show, it was like they had this great direction that they've been going for weeks, and it was like they got busy and they got behind and they forgot they had a live show, so at the last minute they went into a file cabinet from like 2004, <laughs> pulled out, you know, or let's say 2007, pulled out the files and went, okay, let's see, show, show, show. Yeah, let's just do this, you know. It was just really not anything like what they've been doing at all. I know that they're trying to set up Team Hogan versus Team Flair for lockdown, but you can't just, and and, and they tried not to just focus on that, but they really did just kind of focus on that tonight. Um, The Divas had a weird uh, 4-case uh, lock, lock case thing where they, you know, had a battle royal basically and each person that won got a key to a, to a, a, a briefcase or a lock box basically. And each lock box had something different in it. One of the lock boxes had the tarantula, which I thought was dumb as shit. The other one had a strip tease where you had to go to the ring and strip or be fired. The other one had the world, the TNA knockout title. So they just stripped. They just completely stripped, uh, what's her name? Tara. Of the belt. You know, I want to say Victoria, whatever she's doing by now. They totally stripped her of the belt for no reason. You know, and put it in one of those lock boxes. And then the other one was an open contract where you can face anybody, anytime, anywhere for anything. And what a fucking clusterfuck that turned out to be. Yeah. You know, I, I was a little bothered. You know, here here I say all the time that TNA is the company that does uh, women's wrestling the right way. They really emphasize what they have in their knockout division. And going from that statement to, hey, let's have a match where we have the title in the lockbox, a tarantula in the, in the lockbox, a uh, strip tease contract in the lockbox, and an open contract that you could face anyone. Uh, you know, right. completely and utterly redonkulous. The fact that Tara 
loses her championship belt without being pinned or made to submit for a bullshit reason like that is part of the reason that this company has suffered the last, I don't know, five or six years. Yeah, and if you want if you want if you want to be a, uh, a silver lining kind of guy, you can at least go back and say, well, at least Angelina Love got the belt back that she never lost when her visa fucked up. To a degree, I, I would say that's that's accurate. I mean, you can you, you can say that, but I mean, but that's so far in the past, and nobody's thinking that now. And why why couldn't we just why couldn't we just have I mean, t- tonight was like, and, and, I, and I, I don't, I don't want to be negative on the whole show, but really and truthfully, tonight was like, oh, Vince Russo's been writing the show for the last six months, and Danny DeVito got a hold of the pen and wrote tonight's episode of TNA. You know Let's what? The guest general manager, they had a guest writer. That knew nothing about the company. That's a really good point, but it just seemed to me that with Bischoff not there, it made me wonder how much more influence Russo had with Bischoff not there tonight. Right. You know, if this I is, mean, I mean, it really seemed people, people have bitched and complained about the whole Bischoff Hogan thing, but if you if you've watched the last you know months worth of programming, you've at least been entertained. Their ratings may be shit. But we've been able to say they've done good things, but they're going in the right direction. This just leads me to believe how much, you know, booking and how much on-the-fly work does Eric Bischoff, how much control of what's on TV does he have? Because with him not there, the show sucked tonight. It really did. I hate to say it. I hate to come on here and go, oh, the show sucked after last week us ranting about everybody bitching about wrestling. But a black eye is a black eye. That's just, that, you, can't, you can't call it anything else. You know, and tonight was a black eye on the face of TNA. It really was. And, you know, one of the things that we really stressed last week was, you know, everybody is so negative. And, yeah, uh, tonight it's going to be hard for me not to be negative on what I've seen. I mean, I will try to find, again, like you said, the silver lining. But, again, without Bischoff there, this to me seemed like a very Russo-heavy show. And it hasn't seemed like that since last year, to be quite honest. Uh, You know, even Jeremy Borash's wholesale of hey Tara you just lost your title was so uh, stupid and the fact that the open contract you'd think that she would challenge somebody but no she wants to challenge Angelina Love you know for a bullshit reason so everything that they accomplished with this match went right out the fucking door it made no sense whatsoever and what the fuck was up with Orlando Jordan rubbing lotion on himself I mean can anybody tell me what the fuck that was about seriously you know, going back to the to the to the divas and to the dockouts, you know, she gets the tarantula. She's box number two. She gets the tarantula, and then Jeremy Borash is like, "Congratulations, you're reunited with uh, whatever the fuck the tarantula's name is." Poison. He's like poison. He's like you're you're reunited with poison. Of course, that does mean that you are no longer the TNA Knockouts champion. And then the look on her face was, oh, shit. Oh, well. You know? And then they go to the ring to a ridiculous striptease thing with Daphne, and it takes 
Tara that long to decide that she would really rather have her title back. So then she starts playing tug of war with with uh, Angelina Love. Which, you know, it's Tara. Why not just fucking knock Angelina Love the fuck out and take the belt? Right. Say, hey, I got my, I got my bug and I got my belt. Piss yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, let's let's play bitch fight and fucking, you know, play tug of war on the belt. And then, of course, we get Lacey Von Eric, who actually saved that segment and went out and did a, a proper striptease. I'm telling you, that girl Thank from the God. neck down is fucking the bomb. But uh, oh yeah, y- you go above the neck and it's like fucking Carrie Von Eric with the fucking buck teeth, and it's just I just think she's ugly as shit in the face. But you you go down, neck down, all the way, perfect, absolutely perfect. Well, where I'm going to be doing my business, I won't be looking at her face anyway. <laughs> You know, I, I know Crelly's got like the biggest, uh, the biggest infatuation with Lacey Von Eric on this planet. I'd shoot a hole through the middle of her back from where I'm starting. I hear you. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, I just that whole the whole segment bombed, um, and people are going to think I'm stupid. I'm, I'm sure people are going to talk shit on other networks, but fuck them, I don't care. Um, the one thing I did like was what the Wolfpack did. You know, they came down, they cleared the ring, they fucked up the Motor City Machine Guns, and they fucked up 3D, and they told Hogan, point blank, you know, you talk about all these problems you got, you, you ain't got no problem compared to this problem, Jack. Because we may not be writing the stories, but we own this place. We're not signing the checks, but we own this place. And, and you know what I found funny about that whole segment? I'm watching TNA Impact on the TV. I have the stream up on Justin.TV on the computer. And within 20 seconds of one another, I see Scott Hall deliver the Outsider's Edge. Less than 20 seconds later, Sheamus delivers his crucifix powerbomb to Kofi Kingston. So within 20 seconds, I saw the same move on two different segments on two different wrestling shows. How fucking awesome is that? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, did they? Plan I don't it really that way? care much. I don't care much for the Bubba the Love Sponge addition to the Wolfpack, but they've always had somebody outside the ring. You know, they've always had the Eric Bischoff or the Ted DiBiase or whatever. Um, we'll see. This is one of those where I tell you, let's see where it goes before we get all shitty about it. Um, but Scott Hall had to teach Bubba the Love Sponge how to do the the click finger symbol because he was doing it wrong when he got into the ring, um, which was kind of funny. But, uh, you know, I like the fact they came down in the ring, did what they did. There was one problem with TNA tonight that they've never had, to my knowledge. Whoever was in the truck was fucking up all night long. Now, in the Wolfpack segment, when Nash was done talking, it was almost like there was more to be done, but they cut him off. There was a lot of times that Tanae and, and Taz would be talking after a match, and they'd cut him off and go right to a commercial. You know, whoever was in the truck fucked up quite a bit. Oh, Trey, actually, I'm, I'm getting word right now there's breaking news that uh, apparently TNA started something new tonight. They're actually having uh, guest producers every week on the show. <laughs> that would make sense. And that I think tonight sense. they had David Arquette. If, if that's what my sources are telling me. So, Celebrity producers on the show. Tonight was David Arquette. There you go. 
But yeah, they was. I think Ray Charles was back there running the commercials in the truck because he was cutting the show off, and like there was dead air. There, you know, they stopped talking for a promo, expecting it to go to the backstage area and go back to Today and West, and they left the camera on the person talking to where he was like, "All right, I'm done. Okay, all right." I think Ronnie Millsap you know. was there too, actually. So I don't know. Um, all in all, just a D of a show tonight for TNA, and I hate to say that, but goddamn, you just, it's like the white thing in the top of a piece of chicken shit, it's, you know, nice and pretty, but it's still chicken shit, you know, yeah. <laughs> shit, shit, you can't, you can't, you can't put a dress on it and make it pretty, and tonight, they just, they just failed, they just, they failed, I, can't, I don't know anything else to say, I've never been, at the end of two wrestling shows, I have never not looked forward to coming on the air until tonight. Because I thought, man, both shows tonight were shit. And i got to come on here and talk about shit for two hours. Um, Ebony wants to know if I liked Storm versus RVD. I did. It was okay. Um, what I don't like is how every time for the last three weeks, the bad guys, whoever they are, have had the upper hand Hardy and RVD are the saviors. I'm tired of that shit. It's you getting know. old. It's getting old pretty quick. So, yeah. But all in all, tonight, that's about all I want to talk about Impact, to be honest with you, because it was that bad. <laughs> Unless the callers bring it up. True that. Now, hold on. There is one more thing about Impact I want to talk about. What did you think of the, um, the Kurt Angle and um, Mr. Anderson match, the ladder match? Did you think it was that bad? I mean, I didn't think it was no, I horrible. No, I knew it was bad. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was a little short, but I mean, I, I, it felt really rushed to me. Like there, there wasn't as much selling as there needed to be. Um, you know, I, it was, it was just rushed. But I, all in all, I have really no bad things to say about it. It, it was one of the brighter spots on a bad card. You know, we we also saw Desmond Wolf get jobbed out in like two minutes again to uh, D'Angelo De Niro. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that, dude. I don't know. He came on and was so great. They had some great wrestling matches with Kurt Angle, and I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know. He's got a picture of Dixie naked somewhere. I don't know. Well, you know, uh, back to the ladder match, did you see that really horrific fall that Kurt took? I mean, I really thought he was injured after that fall. The way that the back of his, you know, the upper back part of his neck hit the uh, hit the ground outside looked looked pretty traumatic. I mean, it wouldn't surprise it me. His, it rang his bell. It, it would, rang his bell. Absolutely, it wouldn't surprise me if over the next couple of days we find out he's got some type of injury. Because I mean, a guy with a surgically repaired neck that was a, a, a shitty repair job at that. You know, a guy that broke his neck and came back two months later because he did a stupid fucking experimental surgery that hasn't worked out for him. To take a bump like that... The old band-aid on the broken neck. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, to me, I think that's going to be something that's going to shorten his career in the long run. Like I said, don't be surprised if in the next couple of days something comes out about Kurt Angle being injured because I don't see how he couldn't have fucking been injured after that. Yeah, I don't know. It was a pretty nasty fall, but kudos to him and Anderson for, you know, finishing the match. And if Kurt Angle does become injured over this, what does that say about the guy he's in the ring with, who chronically injures people? Once again, it's oh, the whole Mr. Tough. Injury thing. 
he either hurts himself or he hurts other people. I mean, if that does happen with Kurt Angle, it's got to make you wonder, where do they go from here? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one to call right there. I I don't know who I blame that on anyway. I mean, that was kind of a weird deal. I got, you know, I, I think their rating is going to be better this week. Obviously, I mean, last week was well, a good Well, yeah, I mean, like Dixie said on our Twitter, thank God Shawn Michaels can't retire every week. I, I do know for a fact, though, Nielsen's actually called me today and said that we got a 1.7 on the EFED last night, so we beat TNA out last week. Shit, who didn't beat TNA last week? AM Raw beat TNA last week. There you go. You know. So I guess we'll kind of that is saying something. I guess we'll kind of move it in the direction of uh, of Monday Night Raw, which I didn't think was an awful show, but I didn't think it was a very good show either. Uh, I'm sick, and I know you said this before. I'm sick to death of this damn guest GM role, especially when you get a guy like David Utunga, who I didn't think did a bad job tonight, but. He's a fucking he's better than some of the celebrity guests, and it still sucks. Exactly, but I mean, he's a fucking rookie on NXT, who was yeah. given a shot to run Raw for a night. And granted, you know, he booked himself in a match at the end of the night, you know, for the uh, Unified Tag Championship. But which is okay because some of them have too. That's true, but I mean, I think it's run its course. I really do. You know, the and WNL for Life says this in the chat room. To me, one of the brighter spots was the fact that. You know, Ted DiBiase Jr. brought out the million-dollar belt tonight. I I marked huge for that. I love that belt. Now, I missed anything he said before the match. What was his... Did he say anything, or did he just bring it out? He basically said that after his dad was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, it must have uh, changed him in some profound way, because, you know, he was mad at his dad for messing up his match with Christian last week. And that basically, you know, he tried to be a dad to him, which is something he's never done in his whole entire life because he was never there for any of his school functions as a kid or his birthdays because he was on the road. And he said, but my dad knows exactly what it is that I want, and that's money, and that's a nice donation to my trust fund, and that's this million-dollar championship. And so basically put it over and called himself the fortunate son, which I kind of thought was going somewhere. I mean, if they're going to have him hold this belt and kind of mold him into what his dad was for the company, I think that that's going to be a plus. I like it so far. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, that was... I I didn't know why he had it, I missed that part. But um, I like the whole fortunate son, you know, born with a silver spoon... He's going to have to change his attire a little to pull it off. Right now, he's too blue-collar. I would agree. Uh, here's another thing, though. We talk about Ted DiBiase. I don't recall seeing Cody Rhodes tonight. Do I know? Cody Rhodes wasn't on the program tonight, unless he did a dark match, because they never showed him. Uh, Cody's gone. He, he, they said last week he's gone indefinitely. Why is he gone indefinitely? I, what did I miss here? Because he, he took the punt from Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Ah, okay. So I guess they're going to repackage Cody and bring him back. So it looks like obviously they have they have completely destroyed Legacy at this point. Yeah, Legacy's done. Legacy's done. Orton's moved on to his new role. DiBiase's starting his new thing with the Fortunate Son, and 
Cody Rhodes is back at home playing Zelda. It's all about the Triforce for Cody Rhodes right now. That's right. He's got his Nintendo Wii Rocket. There's anything wrong with that. No, no, absolutely not. I'm a gamer myself. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he comes back. I mean, obviously, they're going to feud these two. And it wouldn't surprise me to see Cody back in the uh, the face role that he was prior uh, to winning those tag titles, of course, with uh, Hardcore Holly. And it wouldn't surprise me, actually, to see Dusty Rhodes do something with him on a more permanent basis when he does come back. So, could be interesting. Possible. Let's see. What Very else? possible. What else happened tonight on Raw? Oh, there was a shitty Diva Battle Royal that lasted about two minutes. And, you know, I missed that. Yeah. I was too busy watching TNA at that point. Trust me, you didn't miss much. Uh, you know, we saw Kelly Kelly do her uh, her spinning head scissors for like I don't know five or six rotations before she let it go. She put those legs around my head, spin me around for five or six minutes. I wouldn't care. I bet you wouldn't. And of course, the winner in that one was uh, was Eve, and now she gets a shot at the uh, the Divas title. Now, didn't I say within the last three months on this show, did I not say your next women's champion or Divas champion would be Eve? Did uh, I not call that? I believe you I'm did call sure that. Did. You did. <clears throat> no, you absolutely did. Um, I remember that. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you know, people listen to us. They get their ideas from us. Sometimes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you're kind of a big deal, Trey Dog. Well, that's what I've been told. That's what I've been told. Um, Santino had another segment with the guest host tonight. I guess that's all that he's on staff to do. That's his only reason for being there. Well, what happened to his sitcom? I thought he had uh, he had a sitcom coming. I, you know, they, they were shopping around for a deal for that. They've already filmed episodes and. You know, I have to admit, Santino is gold, and and I love the segment tonight uh, with him oh, going yeah. in the locker that's room. That's all he does. I'm looking for the A team. What's the A team? That was great. You know, I love it when the plan comes together. I love it when the plan comes together. Uh, you know, I, I loved when Hornswoggle got into the green M and M's. That was that was priceless. Why is he still wearing a DX shirt? Apparently, he's still a, a junior member of DX. Okay. Sure. Old habits die hard, you know. Even though DX is dead, don't know. Uh, we'll see. So, let me see. What else happened on Raw of interest? I, you know, like I said, there wasn't Batista, much. Batista was uh, Cena's tag partner and didn't accept the tag and then walked off and left him hanging. And so Cena ran up the ramp and jumped on Batista and got counted out. And then Otunga, the guest host, came out and said, no, 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 not on my show. Tonight we're going to have a, a, a rematch. It's going to be uh, the World Tag Team Champions against John Cena and myself. And then in the main event, they left John Cena out to dry again as he went to tag Otunga, and Otunga stepped off the ramp and walked away. Now, my only real question about Raw tonight, I mean, Raw, J.J., would you agree Raw was just Raw? I mean, it was just, it is what it is. It is what it has been. Yeah, I, I one would... Of those, one of their shows where they're not trying to promote an upcoming show, they're just kind of going through the motions to get through their two-hour time slot. 
Yeah, and I would agree with that. I think that it was just another, you know, another Monday Night Raw. Nothing, you know, really special about it, other than the fact that they started things off, of course, with uh, the new World Heavyweight Champion, which I was shocked on Tuesday when I got that spoiler. And by the way, I was the first radio show, I do believe, to break the news that Swagger had cashed in money in the bank. And I want to thank Crelly for that, who actually sent me that message while I was live on the air with Unplugged. Um, here's the thing. I'm glad they put it on Swagger because, again, they're hot-shotting a guy to the top to try to build new stars. Now, why are they doing this? Well, after next month, Batista's gone. HBK's right. gone. Taker's gone. You know, Triple H is probably going to be gone after next month for a while. So, you know, you've got to have guys that can do stuff. And, I mean, Swagger, I always thought, was was a great ECW champion. I thought that he was one of the guys to watch on the ECW brand. They moved him to Raw, and he just sat there in mid-card hell for the longest time. So I'm actually happy for the guy. I think he's going to do exceedingly well. I don't know how long a, a title reign they're going to give him, but, I mean, obviously his his new number one contender is going to be, uh, be Edge, so we're going to see another Edge goes after the title moment against Jack Swagger. Who reminds me so much well, of of Kurt Angle from you know like, and I know C J yeah. Bowman said this earlier from from around two thousand, you know when Kurt Angle first broke into the WWF. Well, what a great what a great addition he could have been to Team Angle. You know if they still had the four of them, if they could still put the four of them together, you know. Um, but the one thing that bothered me tonight about Raw was Jack Swagger getting beat by Randy Orton. I mean, if he's supposed to be your champion, you know, we all know Randy Orton's supposed to be a badass, the Viper, but still, you got to have an interference in that match so that both guys come out okay. You, you don't let one pin the other. Because if Swagger pins Orton, it kills Orton's credibility towards either champion. If Orton pins Swagger, to many people like me, it kills Swagger's role as a champion. You know, I think they fucked up there. I think they should have had, you know, the problem is that they already had two tag team matches on the same card with the same people that ended the same way. So they couldn't have a world title match or, you know, a match with the, with the champion end in a clusterfuck. Or they start calling it TNA from 2006, you know. But... There's no reason Randy Orton should have beat Jack Swagger tonight. That didn't help anybody. Well, now, hold on a second. I'm going to agree and disagree at the same time. C.J. Bowman brings up the good point that uh, Orton actually countered the gut wrench with a random RKO. That, to me, is a rookie mistake. Now, I agree with what you're saying. We've seen this done, I don't know, about a dozen times. Remember when... Uh, God, you remember when John Morrison first won the ECW World Heavyweight Championship back in 07? And one of the first things yeah. that they did was bring him on Raw and had him wrestle John Cena. And Cena killed him. Right. And, right. again, I don't agree with when they do stupid shit like that. It was just a clean pin. And that's exactly what it was here. If he countered it, I mean, you know, let's go back to the old WCW days when Diamond Dallas Page was the most dangerous guy in that locker room because it didn't matter what move you put on him. He could always counter it with the, with the uh, Diamond Cutter. And to me... Right. They're almost trying to do that with Randy Orton. So in one way, it succeeds. In another way, it doesn't work so much because you shouldn't bury your talent like that. You're right. There should have been some type of interference. But I see both sides of the story, and I, I kind of see where they were going to try and go there, but it, it came off to me as a fail. Right. I just, you know, it's one of those things where he's new, 
He hasn't had the belt very long. To people that don't watch SmackDown and read spoilers that just showed up at Raw tonight, they were like, holy shit, Jack Swagger's a champion. You know? Um, for him to come out and in the first segment take the RKO was one thing. I liked the way they did that. Cena pushes Orton off and he ends up putting the RKO on Swagger. You know? If they're going to do that, that's fine. But... You know, number one, there wasn't a real need for him to be there tonight, being a SmackDown champion. Number two, um, I just don't think you you beat up on your champ on free TV unless you have a storyline set in place to where he either gets his comeuppance or you're turning the belt over to the guy that just beat him eventually. You know, um, I just think it was a bad move tonight. That's That's all I got. I just think it was a bad move. Like I said, I agree, and at the same time, I disagree, if that's even possible. There's just, I think it was a bad move to squash him. I really do. And and to have a guy like Orton, who we already know is a made superstar. Right. I don't know. I I just, I think they could have done more. Now, granted, you know, he was on the Raw brand, but now he is a member of SmackDown, seeing as how he did beat Jericho and become the World Heavyweight Champion. So I guess tonight would have been, in effect, his last night on the Raw roster, and Dave says again, showing Raw's dominance over SmackDown. Which is funny, because I remember back in the day, SmackDown always got the wins over Raw in anything that ever mattered. Right. You know, and I was thinking tonight, you know, here's the the magic ink pen of the segment for right now. You know, they've got this money in the bank, I'm cashing this in, I'm taking the title, blah, blah, blah. It would have been funny to me tonight if... Randy Orton at the beginning segment RKO's swagger, and then you know the the security guys all run out and separate them all and get them out of the ring, and then Batista comes down because he's so perfect for this right now. Batista could have come down and said, you know, I don't have a rematch clause. I don't have a money in the bank to cash in, but. Jack Swagger, champion, really? I'm cashing in my I'm a better motherfucker than you. <laughs> you know, I'm cashing in. I'm a bigger superstar and I'm a badass. That's what I'm cashing in. And I'm taking the title from you at the end of the show. So just prepare yourself. You know, you know? For... and then have Swagger running around all night trying to get out of it somehow. That would have been and fun. then have the match, but then have Cena and Orton interfere and, and interrupt it and cause it to be, you know, a, you know, a fucked up finish. You know, yeah. I, I thought for a brief moment that there was a possibility tonight they were going to unify those titles. And I thought, oh, well, here we go. Jack Swagger cashes in money in the bank, becomes the world heavyweight champion, and then loses to John Cena, who unifies both titles. Yeah. I mean, you know, people have wanted that done for the longest time, and I'm not a big fan yeah, of the brand split. I remember back when they had that. That was a good thing because then the champions went to both shows. And they should have never changed it. I mean, I thought it was stupid that they had the whole Brock Lesnar wins the title and Stephanie signed him over to SmackDown exclusively. I mean, that was the stupidest shit that I thought they could have ever done. I liked the idea of having one champion for two shows that could go to both shows and do things. I still say they yeah. dropped the boat. I mean, they, I mean, they, they totally missed the boat with this. They should have kept WCW around instead of Raw and SmackDown. That was just the stupidest move they ever made. Well, yes or no? 
I mean, I could, I could definitely see, I could definitely see where they could have kept SmackDown, or, I'm sorry, kept WCW as a separate brand entity and had Shane run it, and then really have nothing to do with the WWE and just run it as if it's a completely different program. Or you could run it to where Shane runs it and they swap talent back and forth. You know, it would have been a way to have eliminated the reason why they did the brand split, which because they, they had too many superstars, not enough shows. Well, shit, fellas, WWE's on TV every fucking night now but Wednesday. <laughs> Pretty much. You trying to tell me they ain't got no title, they ain't got no shows now to put, you know, to end the brand split? I don't think so. You know. But hey, Vince is Vince. It's his money. Yeah, they're going to do what they want to do, and that's just, that's the bottom line here. You know, some interesting things did happen, though, on SmackDown last week. We we saw the breakup of Crime Time, which, again, why break up one of the only tag teams that you have? And a tag team that was over with the crowd. Now, granted, they've been fired and rehired and fired and rehired, but that's for backstage shit and the fact that a lot of people thought that Shad couldn't wrestle. You know what? Well, he was way too stiff and hurting people, but... Evidently, they got over that, and the fans were the fans love those motherfuckers for some odd reason. I don't know. I never cared for them, but the fans love them. Absolutely, fucking love them. You know. So why, why, why now? After all they've been through to get to where they are and loved, when you've got the draft coming up in three weeks, you could have just split them up that way. But I, I don't know. Well, and that's what they're going to do. Obviously, I mean, they're going to probably keep Shad. Over on SmackDown, they'll probably move uh, JTG to Raw. Now, I will say this: I'm impressed with JTG. I think he's got some talent. Uh, I'm just uh, Shad is just a, a generic big guy that doesn't sell well. He doesn't move as well as he should. He has no charisma. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I don't really know where he goes. Six months from now, he's gone. If then, I don't know. I, I think JTG's young man. He is young. He's only about 21 years old. Yeah, he's, so we'll have to see what happens with him. Like he does have the most talent of the two. I think he's got a lot of potential. I mean, I could see him do some uh, pretty good stuff in, you know, in a mid-card uh, division. You know, whether yeah, I, 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 I'm like Ebony in the chat room. I didn't lose any sleep over you know them breaking up. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, we we could see JTG and and Ron the Truth Killings hook up now. You never know. I mean, it wouldn't wow. surprise me, man. It, it really wouldn't at this point in time. I just want to get uh, uh, Morrison away from the Truth. I mean, this doesn't make any sense. Well, and and you know what? I think that would be a great idea to get him away from Truth and have him chase Swagger. I think those two yeah. would put on a halfway decent program, to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is, and it goes where it goes. We'll just have to see what happens. But I, I said months ago that after WrestleMania, the landscape of this company was going to change dramatically. And it is. It, let me, it's, let, me, it is let me ask you this. And, I, and I, I hate to be in the mood I'm in because it's just kind of like, like I said, you know, I enjoyed coming on here and doing this show, but I knew tonight after both shows were over, I was like, oh, shit. You know, my dad was like, bad night for wrestling, huh? And I was like, oh, man. 
you have no idea. You know, both shows were horrible. You know, and it was like they just mailed it in because the NCAA finals were on, and I understand that. But that'd be like us just coming on here and doing a 30-minute show because wrestling sucks and turning our back on the podcast listeners who are going to get the archive later on. True that. You know, it's not their fault. But, you know, I'm just, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so I apologize if we're, if I am just, like, not real motivated to talk about tonight's two programs. But one thing I am going to talk about is it happened to me again tonight. I get that feeling in my chest. Every time I watch one of those Shawn Michaels farewell things, almost like when the screen fades to black, you're waiting for somebody else to come on and say, oh, it's not completely over yet. You know? I don't understand. It's just a weird feeling I get. But, man, they did a great job with that promo on Raw tonight. I'll agree. I, You know what? I, I completely agree with that. You know what, Trey? Why don't we take our first commercial break of the night? Kind of come back, talk a little news, open the open the phone lines, kind of kind of let people call in and, and get their thoughts on what they thought what was going on tonight. And it is the it is tonight or today has been the best day of the year. It's one of my favorite days of the year, right there with Christmas, and that's opening day of the Major League Baseball season. Oh. Where my St. Louis Cardinals opened up a whole big can of whoop ass. You know it's going to be a good year when Albert Pujols hits the first pitch he sees out of the park. And then has two home runs on opening day, and then your catcher has a grand slam, and, you know, just a good day. But I'm a little pissed off at Dish Network, and we'll talk about that later on, too. I'll explain why I'm pissed. Maybe somebody can help me figure out why. Sounds like a plan. With that being said, let's go ahead and take a short commercial break. We'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right after this. This is Josh Pietro. You are listening to Wrestling News Live. I go inside with light. I see new lights on the road. Each second diver brighter. Your fire is going so. WWE meets reality TV. The next X Evolution Evolution of the WWE. Eight NXT rookies join eight WWE pros in an all-out quest to realize their dreams. WWE NXT 10 9 Central on Sci Fi. Hello, Wrestling News Live fans. This is Rick from CartageCrew.net, your People's Choice Show of the Year. I'm encouraging you to come listen to us this Tuesday, 8 p.m. on CartageCrew.net and ding on SundayNightShowdown.com. Once again, you can hear us right here at SundayNightShowdown.com and as always at www.CartageCrew.net. And welcome back to the Trade Dog and JJ bringing back Wrestling News Live for free on the Sunday Night Showdown Radio Network. This is 
Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain. And I'm on Planet Jarrett right now, listening to Wrestling News Live. Log on to ShopTNA.com today for hundreds of official TNA wrestling items, music, clothing, autographs, and unique memorabilia. Plus, exclusive access to Don West's insane deals, DVD blowouts, pay-per-view commemoratives, limited edition items, and much more. ShopTNA.com, your one-stop shop for everything TNA wrestling. Go to ShopTNA.com now for the latest deals. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. This is Flair 16 Tom. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live with your host, JJ Sexy and the Trade Dog. Alright, guys, welcome to uh, Wrestling News Live. Of course, myself and the trade dog. And I want to clear something up. I was reading the chat room during the break. And let me say this. Mm-hmm. As far as Lacey Von Eric is concerned, I think she's got a smoking hot pot. But, damn it, she looks like her father. When I look at her face, I see the big buck teeth. I see Carrie Von Eric. I'm sorry if I don't find Carrie Von Eric with tits and an ass attractive. Just my opinion. Just letting you know. Well, that's the same thing. I catch hell all the time, or used to, because I thought Kelly Kelly was so hot, and everybody's like, "Oh, she looks like she's got Down syndrome." Whatever. I thought that retarded bitch all 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 day, every day. Well, you know, being someone that that grew up around the, uh, you know, the Dallas Fort Worth area, you know, when I was younger, I did meet Carrie Von Eric when I was about ten or eleven years old, because he was the biggest fucking thing in Texas around that time, and you know, I I just when I look at Lacey Von Eric. I see her dad's face. I I can't help it. It just looks just like him. Like that old Richard, like that old Richard Pryor joke. Man, that bitch was so bad. I wanted to suck her daddy's dick. <laughs> it would almost be the case there. You know what I'm saying? Oh wow, how the show has degenerated over. Lacey Von Eric is just beyond me. Unbelievable. Well, it always happens. Wrestling news live. That's true. We could talk about anything on this show. You just never, never, never know. Like we're getting completely off topic here a little, also. Just be prepared. Oh well, that's we call that Monday. So, right. That's all good. So, so let's 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 open the phones while we discuss whatever else we want to discuss and see what everybody else thinks about the clusterfuck that was Monday night. Yeah, you know, I'm wishing this was last week, quite honestly, because last week we had some decent programming. Tonight, 
Oh, not so much. I even think that the TNA last week that got the point six rating was better than this live version that we saw tonight. And, and again, that's my opinion, but I just don't see any way around that. No. You know, and Dixie Carter, bless her heart, you know, at least she's saying, uh, you know, thank God Sean can only retire one time, hopefully. Because they knew they were, they were going to get screwed. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. They knew that they were pretty much screwed from the yeah, get-go. Yeah, but, but they didn't mail it in last week like they did this week. That's true. You know, at least last week they said, okay, we know we've got Sean retiring on Raw. We know that segment's going to stomp our ass. But let's at least do something to try to combat that for our diehard fans. And they gave you RVD, Hardy, and uh, Eric Young versus the Wolfpack. You know, they tried at least. You know, they put it in a cage and they made it somewhat interesting. Tonight, their main event was over. And they used the last segment of the show for the fucking knockout locked up box bullshit. That's true. You know, if they were going to do this, they should have done the knockouts locked up box last week because everybody was going to tune away from no matter what they did anyway to see Sean say his farewell. You know? No, I, I agree. Uh, and then and then done the six-man cage match tonight in the main event, and they might have done something. They might have beat WWE in the last segment, because I would have watched it over what they had in WWE. Well, we actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? What is up, guys? This would be Sean from Unplugged every Tuesday night at 1130 right here on Sunday Night Showdown. What's up, dude? What's up, brother? Sounds I'll like just, you know... Hanging back, doing our thing. And being mad over, la- over last night's WrestleMania, yeah, I-, I agree with you, man. I kind of I see where you're coming from a little bit with me getting screwed over for the Intercontinental Championship, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you got screwed last night. I got screwed last night. I got screwed the pay-per-view before that. I got screwed, uh, let's see, at the, at the uh, uh, show before that. Where have I not been screwed? Wah, wah, wah. Good God, if you'd stop breaking the law, you wouldn't be in prison all the time, Trey. Get the fuck over it. Jesus Christ. That's all right. That's all right. It's all going to come back and haunt them later on. Yeah, I I agree. It's going to come back twofold next time. I mean, the old saying, you mess with the bull, you get the horn, they're going to find out. Uh, that's, That's your saying, not mine. So what, so what do you got for us tonight, brother? Um, I watched... I gotta say, I was, I'm iffy on both shows tonight. Because I watched halfway through Raw. I watched most of um, most of TNA. I watched the first hour. I actually got off... I'm actually working mornings this entire week for the first time in like three years. So I get to see uh, all the shows that I want to see at night now. So I got to see the first hour of TNA. It, it was okay. Not nothing to be fully happy about. I mean, I got to see RVD and Jeff Hardy. Oh well, I got to see Jeff. Yeah, Hardy I mean, it was nothing, it was nothing to jump up. And, it was it was nothing to jump up and down about. It was nothing to call your friends and say, "Hey, make sure you watch Impact's first hour." But for them doing this experiment, this was a Spike TV deal. Spike TV is the one that wanted to 
see what would happen if they put Impact on an hour before and ended an hour earlier to see how the competition would pan out ratings-wise. And it's almost like TNA was a stubborn stepchild that said, all right, we're going to do it, but we don't want to, so we're going to mail it in and give you a shit show. Because they should have really taken advantage of that first hour. And to be honest with you, I dozed off a couple times. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> I... You know. only thing I thought about the entire time when I was watching the first hour was WCW. That was the only thing that kept coming to mind was WCW was one hour before Raw. It always came on and then went off at the same time. Uh, TNA did night, and I'm kind of like, what is this? And everybody's been saying it. It's Raw 2000, 2009, 2010. I mean, it's, uh, it's Nitro, excuse me. It's WCW Nitro 2009, 2010. And that's the only thing that kept coming to mind tonight was, what's going on with this? Like, the only thing, I mean, I enjoyed some of the matches. I mean, I got to see the Pope face off against Wolf, or however you want to say his name, JJ. But, um, I didn't really care about anything else seeing the band or Wolfpack or whatever the heck they're calling themselves this week, because it changes almost every week. And I know. I'm, I'm kind of like, are we going to go with one or are we going to go with the other? I mean, stick with one. Or just go through Vince and say, we want the NWO name back. Just, I don't care. Just stick with one, go with it, and we'll be fine. Seeing Bubba the Love Sponge back on, I'm like, are you serious? Why is this guy still on, still on Spike? But where Hogan goes, he goes, I guess. So, um, The only thing I can ever I can remember from uh, Impact was the eight diva, eight knockout elimination, double elimination match. Which was kind of weird because when somebody got pinned, the person who pinned them and the person who did the pinning both go out. The person who got the pin gets a special prize or whatever. I'm like, okay, this is a little weird. But they chose the winners pretty well. Um, the boxes they give out? What the heck? I mean, yeah, I understand Poison. I understand the contract, but taking the champion from Terra and then doing the striptease, what? And I mean, they gave the wrong person the striptease. I mean, I know Daphne can strip. I've seen her strip. I mean, she's freaking hot when she's not when she's not doing the whole gimmick thing, and she did really good. Good, but I think she should have been given the champion. And I don't know, maybe. Whoever was from uh, the beautiful people was up there. She should have had um had been the one to strip. Everything else was fine. Give uh, give Angelina Love the the contract. Everything would have been fine. But his impact was just impact tonight, I guess. Just his usual self. Raw wasn't as bad. Uh, I enjoyed. I didn't enjoy the guest guest host. I enjoyed. Seeing uh, Swagger come out and look like he was about to crap his pants a couple times. Um, I enjoyed the whole opening segment. Everybody coming out saying the show is about them wanting a championship. Miz show coming out saying the show is about them. Uh, Miz is doing actually pretty good. I got to give up to Miz now that he's doing really good with his with his whole gimmick. Um Batista walking away was really good. David Otunga, even though nobody really cares about who he is, uh, did pretty good with his tag team walking away. 
giving himself some heat for tomorrow night. Um, other than that, Raw wasn't as bad as Impact was. I mean, Impact was... I hate to sound it negative mailed, about it. It was mailed in. It was mailed in. It was like they just didn't care. Yeah, it was. And I really wish they would they would look at themselves and be like, hey, we're trying to beat WWE. At least we can say, at least they can go like, you know what, we need to do something about this and start pushing some of their wrestlers instead of bringing in the old guys to do it. And I really, I mean, I, I heard the rumor. I wanted to see Tommy Dreamer come out. I really did. Tommy Dreamer walking out would have probably made me mark out the entire time, and I would have wouldn't have cared about anything else on Raw. Just seeing Tommy Dreamer come out would have been awesome. Well, let me, let me say this: one of the things that really pissed me off this past week with TNA is that they have this habit of wanting to bring in all these ex WWE guys and push them to the moon. And at the same time, they want to take guys who have been busting their ass in TNA for the longest time and either not push them, have them show up the arena and not have anything to do, which was the case with uh, um, the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, who showed up at the arena last week and was told, hey, we don't have anything for you, and immediately asked for his release because this is the second or third time that's happened to him. A guy that reinvigorated the X Division, a pioneer in the X Division, and you have nothing for the guy. You have no programs for him. So what does he do? He gets released from the company, says, you're not giving me a 90-day no-compete clause, and he goes and debuts with ROH. Good for him. Bad for TNA. That was one of the guys who busted their ass for that company, and this is how you repay him. Yeah, Daniels is just from up the road. He's in Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is about an hour and a half away. I mean, I got to see him when he came with UWF, and he was one of the greatest guys to talk to because he was always really positive about how TNA was going and everything. And to see they didn't have anything for him was just kind of like, really, this is how they're going to treat him? Why don't you at least like put him in a championship match and give him the title back and then have him go after AJ, go join AJ and Flair or something? I mean, it's just bullcrap how they're treating some of their older stars. So, I mean, it's just one of those things, I guess. Trey, are you okay back there? Yeah, I'm good. I thought you were like, dozing off there for a second. I was like, I did too. I was kind of like, wow, Trey, I'm boring. Thank you. No, I'm typing in the chat room. Oh, okay. Uh, no, like I said, I, I just thought it was kind of shitty that uh, that Daniels found his release. I mean, also another guy that I thought was pretty talented that was doing a decent job was Consequences Creed. I mean, you know, again, these are guys that, that fuel the X Division. And right now it seems like the only guy that they really want to push in the X Division or do anything with is Frankie Kazarian. But you still need guys in that division. So, way to go, TNA, for letting people go. Now, the only ones that I don't have a problem with are the Nasty Boys gone. Yeah. It's about damn time. They were, uh, they were what, a month too late from being released? I mean, seriously? Dude, they were about ten years too late for being released. <laughs> yeah. It's not 1988 anymore. There's no public enemy any- anymore. Yeah. God rest his soul. I don't know. Like I said, the one, Trey- thing, the one thing that I was upset tonight with TNA was, you know, we talked about it last week. I talked about it in the article from Ringside Digest. 
you know, TNA, God bless them for trying to compete on Monday nights, but they just picked a bad time to start with the WWE on its road to WrestleMania. Tonight, they were on the road to nowhere. WWE had no, they weren't pushing anything. They mailed it in just like TNA did. Tonight was the night TNA should have loaded up and gone after the WWE, not sitting back in the back seat like driving Miss Daisy, you know. Tonight was the night to attack, not sitting back and go, oh, well, eh, we'll just give them a show from 2006. Now, see, I agree with that point. Uh, <laughs> and one of the things that really bothered me in that same article from Ringside Digest, I want to thank Jerome Willen for that. Uh, very good article, by the way. If you haven't checked it out, be sure and do so at ringsidedigest.com. One of the things that I said in the article was that, you know, TNA doesn't need to worry about the ratings right now. They don't. The ratings are not important. What they need to focus on is what brought them to the dance, professional wrestling. They need to worry about making a better show, a more entertaining show that revolves around professional wrestling. Not stupid gimmicks, not stupid GMs, but wrestling. That's what originally got everybody interested in the product. And we'll see if they do that. I, You know, with tonight, they phoned it in. Again, I think Bischoff has a lot to do with that. If Bischoff was not at the show tonight, it completely shows. It just seemed right. it was very Russo-rific tonight. I mean, and I haven't seen a Russo-rific booking, really, since the end of last year. And it just seemed like that was the direction that they went in. Oh, Eric's not and here. I, I, don't, I, don't want it, I don't want it to be one of those deals where tomorrow everybody goes, goddamn, Wrestling News Live just, you know, would they jumped on the Vince Russo bashing. That's not the case. I'm just agreeing with JJ and saying that if Bischoff had nothing to do with this show tonight, and he, that it shows he's had a lot to do with the last four or five. Yeah. Um, I kind of enjoyed Bischoff actually doing most of the booking and everything. Uh, kind of, I kind of thought they were going to get rid of uh, Russo when they came in, but... They kept them for some strange reason and took off like three quarters of the entire writing team. And I was, and it was just like, some of those people were doing a pretty good job. Why don't you keep some of them around? And yet they only kept two or three people and then said, everybody else get out. Like, I was like, what? I mean, TNA, TNA needs to go back to the way things were. And if they go back to the way things were, things will definitely pick off, I feel. What do you mean, the way things were? Like, when they first got on the spike, they were doing a lot better than I feel. When they first got on, they were doing really good with their shows. They were putting stuff out there a little bit, a lot better. But now it's kind of like they're just pushing the old guys in and saying, you guys do this. I mean, the only person that's really getting a good push, a good rub, is AJ Styles. I mean, he hooked up with Flair. That's not true. That's not true at all. Yeah, I, I have to disagree with that. I mean, look at Beer Money. They're in the main event now, the next pay-per-view on Flair's team. Um, look at uh, Kaz. Look at Motor City Machine Guns. They finally got a number one contendership for the tag titles. I thought um, they were going to ROH there. Well, apparently they're going to be in the next pay-per-view fighting for the tag team titles. Or not the next pay-per-view, but... Uh, the next, the next title shot because they 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 won the Ultimate X match for that. Hmm. So I mean, I there's a lot I of young guys still. There's a lot of TNA guys still getting the push. Yeah, 
And not to be honest with you, not all of them deserve to push. No, that... you know, for every one of them, for every one of them I can list that deserves to be given a push, I can give you two or three names that deserve to be off the roster. No, that's a good so. point. Hey, Sean, is there anything else before we let you go, brother? Um, unplug tomorrow night. Don't really know what's going to happen. Um, I do. I probably need to talk to you about that, JJ. Probably sometime tomorrow before the show. Um, good show so far, guys. I will. See y'all tomorrow night. Well, I, I can't tell you I'm this. In. As far as unplugged is concerned, tomorrow, uh, you know, as everybody knows, last week was the uh, the last official show for David Stevens. I don't officially have an, an NXT recapper for tomorrow night. I'm going to go at it solo and do it myself, and we'll see what happens. Maybe next week, I'll look at possibly bringing somebody in. I do also have a review set for Clash of the Titans, which I actually saw today. <sighs> So, you suck, dude. You so suck. I hear you. But anyway, um, Sean, that's pretty Well, there much is it. one thing I wanted to throw out there to you is a possibility of a uh, Final Fantasy thirteen review. Yeah, uh, I, I, that was brought up a long time ago, and I said sure. So, Well, I'm going to grab the person who wanted to do it because I've been playing a little bit, so I'd like, I want to pull him on because I talked to him earlier today, and he's been playing a lot of it, so I was like, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll do a... We'll do a co-review of it. So tomorrow night, Final Fantasy 13 review. Next week will be a uh, Splinter Cell Conviction review. Cannot wait for that. Very cool. Again, that's unplugged tomorrow night at uh, 11:30 Eastern, right here on SundayNightShowdown.com. All right, Sean, we'll talk at you later, buddy. Peace. All right, we actually do have another caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? The champ is here. How you doing, Trey? All right. Well, I guess I'll let you guys go, and you two can, you know, powder each other's peters about how great you were last night. <laughs> hey, I ain't going to say nothing else except one thing. There's nothing you can I was, say. I said I was going to walk into WrestleMania as the World Heavyweight Champion. I said I was going to walk out of WrestleMania the World Heavyweight Champion, and that is exactly what happened. And then, and you know what? That's fun. You can sit in the chat room and say that you can hear me about to explode and I'm so angry. I'm not angry. No, I was mad last night and I was angry when it happened. But I woke up today knowing that there's 365 days in a calendar year. It only takes one of them, with me and you alone, for me to stomp your ass and get that title. So I got plenty of chances to get that belt. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the thing is, though, the thing is, though, you don't make the matches. The boss makes the matches. When the, boss puts, when the boss puts your name on the dotted line as my next challenger, you and I are going to step into the ring and make a best man win and win, lose, a draw. You are going to get hurt, just like last night. No, that's night. not true at all. That's not true at all because the best man stomped your ass last night. How's those dentures taste this morning? Because I know your real teeth are in the fourth row of the fucking arena. Keep talking. Go ahead. Keep talking. I'm not the one one that has to rely on four or five other guys to help me hold on to my belt. I beat you last night with no help until I got screwed. 
Hey, you, you sound like Bret Hart, man. You got screwed. You got screwed. First you of all, don't match. ever. First of all, don't ever come on here and say I sound, look, taste, feel, look anything like Bret Hart. Because that ain't gonna happen. Not on this show. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. You know, you've got four or five guys in your corner. And look how close you came to losing last night with those four or five guys. You better get four or five more because I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> okay, look, I'm not going to bore the boys out there. I'm going to simply say one thing. Kamish, when the next time you want to give this hillbilly psycho another shot at me, book it. No holds barred, steel cage, hell in a cell, last man standing. I don't give a damn because one thing will be done, and that I promise. Win, lose, or draw, whether you're going to eat a pizza. Win, lose, or draw, I'm going to hurt this guy. End of conversation. I'm going to hurt him because that's what I do. Now, is that what you were going to do last night when you were laying on your back looking up at the WrestleMania rafter above your head like the scoreboard that was above the ring? Is that when you were going to hurt me? Or was it after you needed somebody to come in and hit me from behind with a steel chair? When was it exactly you were going to hurt me? Because the last thing I remember was me kicking your teeth into the fourth row and you laying on your back looking up at the sky counting the stars while I got hit from behind. <laughs> so whereabouts in there were you going to get up and whip my ass actually I came into Wrestlemania with the belt I came out with the belt end of conversation that's it end of story <laughs> and on that note he's going to have to go eat so hang up on this guy alright Mike thanks for calling in we'll talk at you later buddy Wow, so the phone lines are open once again, ladies and gentlemen. You can add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype, or you can give us a call at 501-588-7957. It's getting interesting in here, I'm telling you. You know, it's funny, because I've got a lot of people in the Fed in the chat room right now that are just dying to help me out. Well, in Dying order- to get my back. And you know what? I may have to pick a few of them out of there just to have my back. Well, you do what you feel you need to do. Uh, I do want to say this, however, as far as the EFED is concerned, and you and I discussed this previously, um, there's going to be some changes made to the EFED as far as some of the members on the roster. Uh, A lot of people that I haven't seen or heard from in a very long time. If you still want to be a part of this EFED, you need to let me know for sure. Most of you I know are in this but there's a lot of you that I have not seen in a long time. Let's just do this. Let's just do this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, major announcement about the EFED right now. If you want to stay in the EFED and you're in the EFED, then you need to send an email to Sunday Night Showdown at yahoo.ca. There you go. Sunday Night Showdown at Yahoo.ca. If you're not in the EFED and you're a regular listener, 
then send JJ an email at that address with the name that you use in the chat room so that we know who you are and tell us what you're, you know, how big you are, what you look like, what you want your finishing move to be, what you'd like your character to look like, and we'll try to get you in. If you're an archive listener that, that doesn't listen to us live in the chat and you want to be in the EFED, by all means, let us know the same way by sending an email to Sunday Night Showdown at yahoo.ca. We're just getting rid of the people that aren't around anymore. No, Crelly, you don't have to send me a, a fucking email. I know you want to be in it. A lot of the people that I'm looking at in the chat room that are a part of this, I know you guys are hardcore and you want to stay in this. There's just several people on the roster that came over from that other network when I decided to keep this thing alive that are either people that just troll this chat room and tell what's going on or have nothing to do with what we do here. And it's those people that I don't want and don't need. I think I'm going to have to take up the new Intercontinental champ and let him watch my back for me as I have to fight off all you cheating motherfuckers just to get the title. That's a great idea because he's a member of the Board of Education. That's a good idea, Trey. Oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know Josh was involved with those faggots. <laughs> we actually do have another caller on the line. Let's kind of segue into this. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? How's it going, JJ? Hey, Trey. This is uh, the straight-edge superstar, Daryl O'Connor, bringing in. Oh, thanks. What's up, man? Not much. Just thought I'd... Uh, but first of all, ho- JJ, I hope I'm still going to be allowed in the EFED, you know? But, uh, oh, brother, you, you have nothing to worry about, man. Like like I said, I you call in all the time. You're always here. I know. Like, like I said, there's, there's about 99% of you guys that I'm not even concerned with. But there are a few... And they know who they are that need to send me some emails and let me know what they're going to do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't complain about that. But uh, just while I'm here, uh, Trey, if you need somebody to, you know, back you up, this, you know, the Shreya service there is more than happy to come in and help you out, you know? So, there you go. There you go. Anyway, bring me in some new blood to help back me up. There you go. You know, if you need it. Like, just ask. It's all good. You know. What else you got, Morgan? Man. Um. Yeah. Just watching the shows tonight, and I didn't think they were as bad as Peter Meg them out to be. Like there was comparisons to Thunder, and come on, I don't think TNA was you know anywhere near WCW Thunder. Cause that show was you know never never any good. I thought. No, it was, you're right. Yeah. I thought it was definitely an improvement from last week. It, and, uh, the first hour of Impact anyway was brilliant. You know? Like, the, the, that ladder match with Angle and Anderson, like, that was pay-per-view quality. It was it was better than the match they had at Destination X. I wish it would have been a little bit longer. It seemed like they were kind of rushing to the spots uh, early and late. They settled down a little bit in the middle, but um, they were rushing some stuff. I wish it had been a little bit longer, though. Yeah, it definitely could have been a bit longer, and I think had it been on pay-per-view, it, de- it would have been, you know, another probably 10 minutes longer than it was, but uh, I was happy with it, you know, uh, some of it didn't make sense, but, you know, that's TNA for you, and that's what's going to happen, um, but as far as Raw going, I was watching Raw at the same time, and I was like, okay, this is all they're going to give us, you know, a week removed from WrestleMania, and we, have, you know, we have this, like, I will just say one thing. Swagger does look really, really cool with the belt. 
You know what I mean? He does look like a champion. Now, he did kind of look terrified when Cena came out, and he kind of looked a bit lost. But as far as the actual carrying himself like a champion, he wasn't so bad. I, I think I think he'll do fine. And no, I, I'm not a real big fan of the gear that he wore the ring that either. Like the, the oh, funny no. thing, like AJ Styles. I'm like, what the hell is that? Oh, no, I think that's a dig at uh, Kurt Angle, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, you know it, it, it possibly is. You brought up the ladder match, and I wanted to, I want to kind of chime in a little bit on this. We, I saw something in the ladder match tonight that I haven't seen in any other ladder matches. The fact that Angle got choked out by the dog tag by Mr. Anderson. I mean, I like watching ladder matches and seeing spots I've never seen before. The psychology was definitely good in that. That Kurt was just relentless, just trying to climb that ladder and wouldn't stop. He almost had it several times, but he was more focused on grabbing uh, that object that was descending than fighting off uh, Mr. Anderson, which I thought was interesting. I mean, it was definitely a different take on a match that we've seen a million times. So kudos to TNA for bringing out something that we hadn't seen before. Why didn't they do that ladder match as the main event? Because... They gave us a four-way diva lockbox segment as the main event to compete with the. W- I mean, come on. Well, I think they're thinking to be like the knockouts are their most are the highest rated, rated segment from month from week to week. So that's probably they're thinking like, all right, screw it, let's just go for it and let's just you know see what we get from this. You know what I mean? Because the main event for Raw wasn't great. I didn't think so. It was okay, but it wasn't anything special. You know, I I actually kind of enjoyed TNA more. Because <laughs> it was just so random and weird, you know, just something different. No, I, I'll agree with that. It, it was something different. Yeah, but and as far as what JJ what you said there about the ladder match, that was really really cool. Like that, their feud has been you know amazing, and it kind of does suit the psychology they had. Like the the promo that they cut to that uh, Anderson cut two weeks ago, you know, they're going back and forward, and they're you know they're they're one and one and. You know, they're just trying to kill each other. It does kind of fit into the psychology of what's going on. You know, these two guys are going across. They hate each other. You know, so obviously Anderson's going to do everything he can to try and choke Kurt Angle out. You know, my only fear about this is it's going to end up, you know, like the triple cage match from WCW, where you know you have to unlock something and then the wall falls down and then there's like chairs everywhere and it's just a complete cluster. But uh, hopefully we won't get that in lockdown. You know, if we get that, it's you know. I really, really hope we don't. <laughs> Alright, man. We appreciate the phone call, brother. Oh, no, I just have uh, one more thing to say. Yeah. I will actually be going to uh, a house show over here in, uh, for SmackDown, you know, when it comes over here to Dublin. So I'll be putting a report up for, on that for uh, for everybody to read on Headlocks uh, probably cool. Saturday. So there you go. Very cool. Hey, but before you go... Before you go, one thing. What did you think of the Money in the Bank ladder match that you uh, participated in? Uh, well, you know, I said I was going to go out there and make an impact, and I certainly did. I didn't win it, but, uh, you know, the match ended with me pretty much battering everybody with a ladder, so I was happy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you got your licks in. You got your licks in, and, and at the end of the day, Santo Loco stole one. I mean... Oh, he did. Well, you know, that, that's Santo for you, so... You know, I, I feel bad for the anarchist. He actually... I thought the anarchist was going to win that thing because he had the meter of the briefcase like fully down, and I guess it was you and somebody else pulled him down, and then all Santo had to do was touch the briefcase, and it was his. And I just thought, man, 
Wow. So uh, definitely some interesting developments coming out of WrestleMania last night. Oh, well, you know, I'm certainly not done anyway in my hunt to, you know, make a name for myself in the E-Fed. And I definitely think I sent a message to everybody. Santa Loco got lucky. You know, the anarchist, when he's in the ring with the straight out Cyberstar, you know, what else was he going to expect? Nobody got knocked out, you know, but uh, they definitely got close and put a ladder in my hand, chair in my hand. It's dangerous. Very well. <laughs> All right, Dara. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy, and we'll talk to you uh, real soon. Cheers, guys. Talk to you later. Right? Thanks for having me on. No problem. Later. Now, we actually do have another caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Oh, who is this? This is your intercontinental champion. And Mr. Trey Dog. I heard you say that you were lumping me into a group of these quote-unquote faggots. Well, if memory serves me right, you were screwed by one, or screwed as one, I should say, at WrestleMania yourself. I was screwed by about six of you faggots. Well, that's just fine and dandy, because we're going to screw you again. Because we're issuing a challenge, me and the psycho one, the world champion, against you and the Angel of Azrael. I want to know, will you accept? Hmm, well, I'd have to talk it over with him first. I, you know, don't want to set myself up to be screwed again, so let's just see. I'm not afraid. I, whatever, yeah, so get with the commission who's already in your back pocket. Let's do it. Well, let me make one thing perfectly clear. Nobody is in my back. I, I, nobody is in in my back pocket. I made a decision based on some uh, startling facts that came my way. I helped Mike Siciliano out. Yes, he owes me a favor. And once I'm ready for it, it will come due. But make no mistake about it, Trey. I hold no affiliations with no one. I am my own man. Yeah, yeah, you know, I heard uh, Mayor McCheese say that one time at a Ronald McDonald convention, but we all know Ronald McDonald's the real star. I hear you. See, that, that's another thing, Trey. It's always about you. You're the people's champ. You're the driving force. You're the reason that we put asses in seats. Well, I got to tell you, my friend, you're going to find out the hard way. And I mean the hard way. That's not exactly the truth. Well, whatever you got to do to make yourself sleep better at night. So anyway, Josh, what's going on? Anyway, promo's out of the way. Thought I'd also chime in with a few thoughts on Monday Night Raw. And uh, some people were, you know, kind of up in the air about Jack Swagger, you know, getting the beat down and, uh, by Randy Orton with the RKO and then losing to him in the match. But actually, if you think about it, it kind of really fit with the booking a little bit. Because with uh, John Cena coming out and basically telling Swagger that he really hasn't done anything, to really warrant himself being a world champion, hasn't proved himself. He just basically cashed in a briefcase. They're kind of like treating Swagger like that at first to kind of get that point across. But I think this might just be the beginning for Jack Swagger that we're going to see an evolution of him where he actually is going to come into his own and possibly prove his worth as the world champion. And I think it's just going to get interesting from here on out. You know what? I agree. Well, I, I hope that he has a long title reign and they really develop him uh, more as as a dominant champion on SmackDown, but only time's going to tell. Well, it's like you know, JJ and I were talking yesterday or the day before, and uh, you know we remember shows in the past. You know when we were on different shows, 
and I know JJ said it, I know I've said it, but eventually, if you don't start promoting some of these newer people, then they're going to have to be forced on you. And they should have done stuff like this two or three years ago to get you ready. But they didn't. And now, with all your top talent taking time off and retiring due to injuries, I mean, you guys talk about what would make a person want to go from the WWE to TNA. Well, this is a prime example. This is what it's like to, 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 to have to work 360 days a, a year as opposed to, you know, five days a month. There's a big, big difference on you physically, mentally, spiritually, <laughs> you know. I mean, these guys take a beating all year long, and it's just a, it's a shame that so many of the top guys are hurt right now and need to be off at the same time. But had the WWE started doing what they're doing now three years ago and eased us into some of these people, then we wouldn't feel so force-fed, and we'd be okay, and we'd be comfortable with, with, with whatever happened and whatever was going on. But now, to make a move like they're making, it almost seems like a knee-jerk reaction, because it is. And I agree. It, That's exactly it, how it feels. That, it's, it's just something that makes you step back and go, what? Why? Him? Who? What? But then when you think about it, what else can they do? Well, exactly. It was the same thing with Sheamus. People bitched and they bitched and they bitched. Oh, Sheamus isn't ready. Well, Sheamus is uh, is uh, stiff in the ring. Sheamus is this. Sheamus is that. But it established him as a star. And he's carrying that on with this feud with Triple H, which is going to make him an even bigger star. They had to do it because for five years, all you got was Cena, Orton, Batista. And that's it. Nobody else was getting a push. No new stars were being built. You got to do something with all these guys gone. You've got Taker and Sean gone. You've got you know Batista possibly retiring at the end of the month after the next pay per view to go do movies. You got Triple H who's going to take some time off probably because he's hurt. I mean, what does that leave you with? John Cena and Randy Orton. That's it. Got to do yeah, something. Lord knows we don't want to see Cena Orton Part Five Thousand again. Well, if if we do see it again, I want the dynamic to be different. I want John Cena to be the heel next time. That's the only way that that dynamic would be any different that would make anybody care. Yeah, and if you actually think about it, if anyone is going to turn heel, it would be Cena. With the mixed reactions he gets on uh, pay-per-views and some shows, it would be really easy to turn him heel based off of the uh, just the crowd reactions that he gets and all the different type of feedback the uh, so-called oh, yeah. smart marks put out there. I mean, how easy is it going to be in a promo... To see Cena go, you know, come out and then start booing and maybe cut him off in what he's saying instead of, you know, and doing the, the typical wrestler reaction, wait, let them boo, and then come back and talk, you know, and say, boo all you want. You guys were booing me before when I was trying to do the right thing by everybody in the building and I was trying to support the fans, but you weren't there to support me, so screw you. I don't need any of you now. Well, you know, if you turn John Cena heel, it would almost be the same dynamic that you had with Hulk Hogan when he went to WCW and was the third man in the NWO faction. You know, he Yeah, was... I don't know that it'd be that dramatic, dude. That was a dramatic moment in wrestling history. Well, hear me out, Trey. I think it would be dramatic because that's all we've seen from John Cena since, what, 2004, 
is this overface, you know, uh, squeaky clean, you know, company guy. To see, I mean, he was, he is the Hulk Hogan of this generation, whether I'll you like that, that statement I'll or not. I'll give you that. So it would be almost like that same dynamic if you went ahead and had him turn heel. It would still be money. I mean, granted, obviously little kids wouldn't be buying his merchandise. But I think it would be a money maker if they turned him heel. Just my opinion. It might even, it might even, by turning him heel, you could explore some different personality traits with a heel than you can a baby face. He might be able to win some of these people over as a bad guy. Some of these people that are booing him now and that have booed him since day one, you know, might turn the page and actually in, 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 enjoy and like the guy as a heel. I don't know. We have to see it first, but you never know. I think it's got potential. If he does merchandise sale would be would merchandise would be affected. Go ahead, Josh. It'd be one thing I'd love to see if Cena would ever turn heel is I think they did this with Hulk Hogan and WCW, and that's a close-up of like a six-year-old crying in the audience. Yes. Yes, that would be fucking awesome. I would love that. That would work so well. I, I love when the little kids cry when Cena gets hurt. I mean, it's so reminiscent of back in the late 80s, early 90s with the WWF, uh, you know, when Hogan would, would get squashed by the earthquake or he'd get beat up by the Undertaker and the kids are all crying because they're upset because their hero is is, you know, bent and, and destroyed. And, and I love that. I think that would be an epic way to pretty much sell it, have the kid crying and Cena go up to him and be like, you know, just say something derogatory. To me, that would be awesome. Just totally sell that heel turn. No, just go right up to the kids and you can't see me anymore. And that's it. Oh, that'd be awesome. So as You can't I, see me and I you can't see me and I can't see you. Screw you people. That's right. The hell with you fans. You can all kiss my ass. No, nope. I think oh, it's, there you go. it's got potential, like I said. Orton's turning well, face. Turn Mr. McMahon signs my paycheck. You motherfuckers don't. Piss off. There you go. So, Josh, one thing before I let you go. I actually uh, heard something that you were actually changing the name of the Intercontinental title. Yes. From this moment on, it will be known as the JC title. Of course, because I am the one and only J-Con in professional wrestling. And why? Because I am more than an icon. I am just one letter better. Well, you know, champ, I'm awful proud of you. I told you in the chat room earlier, good job on your win, but, you know, birds of a feather flock together, and if you're going to hang out with those idiots, then you're just a marked man. That's okay, because the Board of Education always has a lesson for anyone. You are no exception. That's all right, but when I went to school, they bought me books, bought me books, and... You know, I end up eating the teacher, so I'm not very good with education. Got I do things my way. Nice. All right, Josh. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon, okay? All right. Take it easy, guys. All right, guys. Later, so we're going to open up the phone lines. Actually, you know what? We're going to take a quick commercial break, come back, take some more phone calls, and then wrap this thing up. Was that, how's that, how does that sound to you, Trey? That sounds good to me, man. All right. Well, let's do this. We'll be right back right after this, right here on Wrestling News Live. Hey, this is Santo Loco, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live. Ha, ha, ha. Notorious 187 and his posse. 
We keep it hardcore, like a 187. Keep it hardcore, LAX is a weapon. Keep it hardcore, so count your blessings. 5158, Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNA Video Vault. TNA Video Vault gives you access to over 300 hours of TNA programming, including every pay-per-view and DVD ever released, as well as other exclusive TNA programs. Get unlimited viewing access for as little as $4.17 per month. Go to TNAVideoVault.com to get started today. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to WML Radio. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. I employ sales in my head. They count to me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and WrestleTalk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio, Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Congratulations, Mr. Brickner. It is my strong hope that you make good with your life on the outside. How's it been going? Well, I got a job. Good. to John Brigner and his size 13 fifths. 100,000. It's good. It's not good enough. It's a long line of people you owe money to. You know, see the death, right? Anything else I should know? I spent the last few weeks beating other men into submission for money. Good. Let's get it on. Fist clean. Good. I'll get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now, here are your hosts, The Train Dog and JJ Sexay of SundayNightShowdown.com. Yo, 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 welcome back to Wrestling News Live. Guess what? You can't see me, but you can damn sure hear me. Of course, I'm broadcasting live, loud, and proud. And I'm not by myself, nope. I'm being joined by my co-host, the one, the only, the Trey Dog. 
What's going on, buddy? He's not loud and proud because he got screwed at the E-Fed WrestleMania last night, but you know what? Enough, enough about that. Jesus Christ, man. Would you like some fucking cheese with your wine? No, i just like for one show to start and end without me getting screwed. God damn. Somebody, somebody listening to this show right now, maybe somebody in the chat, could somebody call Trey a ambulance? Good uh-huh. God. We actually have a caller on the line. Welcome to wrestling. Keep it coming, keep it coming, keep it coming. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have every dog has his day and I'll have mine. Well, that's true. And, of course, every dog once in a while gets neutered. Welcome to Wrestling News Live with Caller on the Line. Who is this? G'day, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello, hello. We've got the one and only... (laughs) The one and only Nim from Australia. What's going on, buddy? Uh, oh, God. After watching Raw and TNA, um, to quote an article that I just recently wrote, I would rather stop a train with my face rather than <laughs> watch another one of those shows again. My God. Uh, I wonder if TNA is wondering why they're getting a 0.6 rating. Honestly. Well, they should know to die. I mean, I, you know, I just, I don't understand, man. And I, and I, and I, I God, I'm so trying not to be what everybody else is going to do tomorrow or today or on wrestling shows the rest of the week. But, 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 you know that the NCAA tournament's going on. You know that. But you also have to know if you're TNA that this is the first week where the WWE is not going to be focused on promoting WrestleMania or the retirement of the longtime icon. This is the first week that they're going to start building towards their next project. And they didn't even do that. They kind of just had a show. They didn't really build towards their next pay-per-view. You know? So... TNA had to do that going into tonight's live show. Why did they not get off their ass and try to hit one out of the park instead of mailing it in? I just don't get it. I would not be at all surprised if TNA gets gets a negative two rating for this week. Yeah, I mean, what's the worst they've had so far? Uh, point six, which was last week. Point six, which was last week. Yeah, with Sean. Um, if last, I mean, if we're going off strictly numbers, if you're going off just numbers, and you're going off ratings, then if last week was a point six, then this week has to be a, a, a three or a two. Yeah. So. I, 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 I'd agree. I just think some of the TNA fans who watch Shawn Michaels' uh, farewell decide, have decided, okay, that's done. We'll turn back over. I'm gonna. I'm actually going to predict a point seven. I'm going to predict a slight increase. But, um, yeah, I but you know what? Think... It, it did. It, it did flip over tonight to catch TNA's main event. Did you see what you got? You got yeah. four divas out there with lock boxes. That's all you got. If I'm and I'm going to play the role of you know an anti TNA guy, but a guy that still watches. Because there's a lot of people out there that consider themselves 
TNA haters, because they continue to watch, just so they have something to complain about. If I'm one of them and I flip over and see that, and then I see what I see, I'm just going to flip back over to Raw. And I mean, 99% of them will. Yeah. You know, even though Raw wasn't yet in their main event, you know, they were still doing better than four divas in a lot box. Yeah. Sounds like a bad movie. Oh. It's four oh, yeah. divas in a lockbox. You, I mean, you, you, knew, you knew on Spike TV that none of those bitches were getting naked. You knew it. So other than the striptease, the only thing worth a shit to see would have been who ends up with the title. Well, that happened at the very beginning of the lockbox segment. When Angelina Love opened the box and there was the title inside... There was a good 30 minutes after that of Daphne taking her time to the ring, slowly taking off her stuff, and then, you know, Lacey coming down to the ring after that. I mean, there was there was 30 minutes after that. So once you saw who had the, the, the one prize of the entire thing, it was easy to flip back over. Because yeah, you knew she wasn't getting naked, whoever she was. And what's the point of putting the title on Angelina? Wouldn't it have completely made sense to put the title on Daphne? Yes. After after the the last two months of or a month of booking, yes. No, it's it's completely gone. That was exactly what I expected to happen with with it being, you know, the WCW regime and her being a former WCW girl, I kind of figured they were going to do that when they had the whole thing about the titles up for grabs and it's a lucky random draw. You know? But, yeah. Oh, well. Also, um, I, I heard you guys talking before about uh, new champions and, like, the past five years, how it's basically just been three or four guys. Went on to Wikipedia, definitely, and um, looked back over the past... Uh, four years from 2006 to 2010 and looked at the new champions or the guys that have their first world championship title reign and marked how long they held the title for. The eight got the, and there's only been eight guys. Edge, RVD, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, Rey Mysterio, The Great Carly, CM Punk, and Jack Swagger. And the average title reign that those eight guys have had, including Jack Swagger's week-long reign, is 50 days. Wow, a little over a month. Yep, and uh, obviously the longest being Mysterio of a uh, little under four months, and uh, obviously only Edge's title reign of, th- of three weeks, uh, apart from Swagger's, is the shortest. So, you know, as, as, as it just completely forces the fact that, yes, it, ha- it has been Cena, Orton, Batista, and Triple H for the past four years. That's it. And Cena of the crew has had the longest title reigns of any of them. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, it's. It, it, like, every. I, I, I've put out a poll on my article to say, okay, what do you. Uh, do you think Jack Swagger deserved the world championship? I think 80% of the people have replied to me saying, hell no. And I say, yes, I'm. I'm embracing the fact that he's that he's champion because it's someone new, it's someone different. It gives us something else to work with. It gives me something else to watch. Well, I, I personally have no problem with Swagger as the champion. I think that Swagger's got a shitload of talent, 
And, you know, he I, I basically got a chance to see what Jack Swagger could do when he first debuted in ECW. And then we saw him take it to John Cena one night on Raw and put on a fantastic match with Cena. And then shortly thereafter, he was drafted to Raw. And there for a couple months, he did fine. And then he got lost in the mid-card after the, uh, the very Raw heavy draft where you had all the superstars coming over to Raw and Jack Swagger was just a guy lost in the shuffle. I'm glad, for one that he's on SmackDown, because this allows him to work programs with people that he wasn't working with before. I think him and Edge will do fine. You know, I'm hoping that Edge doesn't win the title, to be quite honest, because I'm just not sold on this new Edge character. Not that I was sold on the last one. I mean, Edge was fine when he first turned heel. I like the whole ultimate opportunist gimmick. But... It got old, and it got stale really quick because it was the same shtick every time he had a title reign. I'll screw Vicky Guerrero. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll cash in money in the bank. Same shtick. So Edge, to me, is a stale character. And just on that point, with Edge being a stale character and with his new character, apart from these two, what, what do you honestly see him doing? Like how how can how, how would you change his character into making it something new, innovative that we've never seen before? Well, they've already started that with Swagger. You know, before yeah. he used to do the monkey dance. Go ahead, Trey. You get credit for that one. He did the monkey dance. The monkey dance is your chance to do the monkey. You know, then he would do the push-ups, and he would be all full of energy. You know, and kind of sweep the ring when he got in. Now that he's the champion, it's a totally new dynamic. He's cocky. He likes to go out there and articulate when he talks. There's less of a of a of a lift when he talks, and he's trying to make himself out to be a Ric Flair or a Kurt Angle type character. So I mean, I can already see the transition. His demeanor has changed. He's still cocky as shit, but he does it in a much more calm fashion. Yeah, agree. And it's it's something that. Yeah, yeah, crap, just lost it. It's it's something that we need to see, and it's something that twelve year olds don't want to see, which I think is uh, which I think is actually better for us because we is we know what's we know what's going on. And oh, actually, sorry, just to rewind a little bit, I ca- I actually remember uh, watching SmackDown. When Swagger pinned Jericho, I'm not sure if people were booing Swagger or cheering Swagger for beating Jericho, but I personally I'd rather have Jericho as world champion over Swagger. But I'm uh, as, as I said before, I'm I am glad that Swagger is world champion. The only well, thing, sorry, the, go ahead. The Swagger, the, the Swagger champion. Here's what it does. Swagger's champion just adds another crayon to your box. Jericho is champion. He's already in the box. He's already established. He's one of your favorite colors. You use him all the time. So you didn't have Swagger in the box yet. Now Swagger's the champion, so he has to be in your box. And you still have Jericho in there. So it's just like gaining a personality, gaining a superstar. And that's what they got to do right now with the way their roster is so hurt and so old and ready to retire, and it's just a smart move. It is a smart move, and when you think about the stuff TNA's doing, you know, with guys like Nigel McGuinness and Mr. Anderson, 
and all these young guys that are up and coming in the business. I mean, let's face it. Anderson was with uh, WWE for, what, five years? Never made a dent on TV because he was always injured. Every time he got a push, he was injured. Obviously, it had something to do with the uh, the harder work schedule over in the WWE. I mean, they're working, what, 300 days a year? TNA's working, what, five, five days a month? I mean, it's a no-brainer. But when they're pushing guys, and he's exactly what they need because he knows how to go out there and entertain the fans. He's got an over gimmick. He's not bad in the ring. He's just not the greatest. But he's exactly what they're looking for. Uh, they really have to step it up. I mean, TNA had a bad night tonight. Bischoff comes back, I think things are going to improve. And I, I said this in an article of Ringside Digest. They need to go live every week. Next week is going to hurt because it's, it's going to be a tape show. The spoilers will be out in the next day or two. People are going to know, and next week's going to have a shitty rating. So we, we're going to have to, in effect, wait two weeks to see a possibly good impact show, which kind of sucks. If they want to compete, they're going to have to go live, and they're going to have to stop doing this phoning in, taping shit one week, going live the next. Otherwise, their time on Monday night is going to be done quicker than they think. But they've got to do this. On, that's going to come from the company. Exactly. They have got to do this to hang in with the WWE. And to, like I said, they need to focus on putting together a better show, pushing young guys, creating new angles, and not doing stupid shit. Uh, something something quickly related to that. Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara, I have, I have a word to describe both of you. It starts with W and rhymes with tanker. You feeling me? Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> you bloody fucking wankers. You get freaking so, hey, dog man, up where, where, where you're at right now, how close are you to that big oil spill that's out there? Um, oh, God, it's about like uh, eight, nine hours north of me. Oh, really? I so just saw I'm, something about it on the news this afternoon. I thought of you guys, and I was like, wow. Yeah. I, to be honest, we don't, we, we don't even know how the hell it managed to get there. It was like 15 Ks, which I think is like 10, like 10 miles off course, and managed to run yeah. into low-lying coral. So, yay, go the go the non-marine experts. You know, uh, one place in the ocean that has such high coral. Yeah. They just happen to run the ship aground. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, We've got, I, I wonder if there's another show out there besides other shows on this network, because we share a lot of the same listenership, but I wonder if there's any show on any other network that has as many different callers from different places as we do that's a good question I, I think we're one of the rare ones that actually have all these international callers it's amazing it blows me away every time no I, I'm right there with you I, I love getting calls from uh, from different countries I'm just waiting for uh, you know some calls from Japan some calls from China Korea you know, because I really think we can have a, say, a huge market. I will market say there. I got a buttload of emails this week, and I tried to respond to everybody that emailed me. So, uh, thank you for the emails and the MySpace or not MySpace, but Facebook messages and the Facebook instant messages. But um, I tried to get back to everybody, so I hope you're cool with that. <laughs> oh, um, just one other thing on the eFed guys. Uh, just to let you know, um, I have signed up for the eFed. Not sure if uh, not sure if JJ got my got my email. I got you. Um, I'll be bringing you in pretty quick. Mate. Beautiful. Uh, just saying. Um, I don't think I don't think everyone seems to seems to be comprehending here. If you're a champion, if you are holding gold, 
You not only have gold around your waist, you have a target on your chest. If you hold gold, you are the most wanted man in the company. You have to be watching your back every single second. Doesn't matter if you're in the car park, in the hallway, or even out in the ring. You hold gold. You're a target. Just think about that. If there's one champion, there's more than 30 guys will do anything to take that gold from your waist. And that is an excellent point, especially if your name is Mace and you're the hardcore champion. Now that we've accepted wow. the 24-7 hardcore rule... Uh, what which, a re-debut for that guy. I'm telling you, you know, Sean Waltman, hardcore Sean Waltman, actually became the first ever hardcore champion uh, at WrestleMania and then decided in an interview to proclaim that he would uh, challenge anyone and put that title on the line you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, anytime, any place, anywhere. And, you know, there's an old saying, you should be careful what you wish for, because right after he said it, Mace jumped in from behind and uh, busted him open with a laptop and took the title. And so Mace is now the uh, the most marked man in the company, because anything goes with this hardcore title. Anything Stay goes. Stay in the ball pit. That's right. And, <laughs> and Mace should worry, because he's from Australia. Oh, joy. <laughs> you know, and you're right there. So, you know, he could be surfing and, you know, go out to the Great Barrier Reef and there's Nim. You're done. Anything can happen. I'll have to. Nim the Destroyer. Might have to put a shark fin on my back and scare him into something. So anyway, like like I said, the E-Fed is, uh, is definitely something. If you guys haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. There's a... There's a YouTube page for it. If you if you go on this site, actually, you go, there's an eFed page on there that's got a player that has all the videos up. And you know, I put a lot of hard work into this thing. And and dare I say, the the show last night, I think, pretty much put a damper in a lot of the buy rates for WrestleMania and some of the Impact shows. Damn good show overall. I was I, as a, as an outsider, you know, just watching the the um, the eFed. It's it's really a good time. It's entertaining. It's going to get even better because we're getting ready to add commentary eventually, and it's going to get to where it's its own entity right here on the network, if it hasn't already, because it's a lot of fun. Nobody else that I know of is doing this with their listener base, and uh, it's just another thing that we get to enjoy. And, and hey, props 100% to JJ um, for doing this because he doesn't have to. So if you get a chance, thank the man, because it is a lot of hard work. I have fun Definitely. with it, so it's all good. You know, like I said, down the road, I'm doing this for a year. We'll do one season. Down the road, if people want to be a part of it, then we're going to look at possibly, you know, putting a couple bucks in to be a part of it each month, because it's a lot of hard work, and I'm just trying this out and seeing how it goes. So we'll see what happens. But, Nim, anything I'll else? My, anything? I'll, I'll, I'll just say I'll put, I'll put my hand up for... Um, uh, commentator, if you need me, bit of a uh, color commentating, Matt Striker or Aussie Matt Striker kind of stuff. That might be, yeah, that that could work. Well, Nam, thanks for calling in, buddy. We're gonna take a couple more calls, and then we're gonna wrap this thing up. No problem, guys. Thank you very much for letting me call in again. Hey, you're welcome anytime, my friend. Talk to you next week, brother. See you anyway. See you guys. All right, guys. So the phone lines are open. While we're waiting on another call, actually, uh, there was another little bit of news item that that kind of happened over this past week that. It's kind of depressing. I don't know if you guys are 
big fans of uh you know WCW back in back in the Attitude era when they were running head to head with with Monday Night Raw. Uh and if you remember back in 2001 when they had the invasion angle with the WWE only WCW and ECW guys invaded Raw. Uh there was a guy in particular that uh that kind of stood out. He was the US champion and you know he later came out and was the first openly gay professional wrestler, and that was Chris Canyon. And unfortunately, I, I would like to wish the condolences to his family. Uh, apparently, he was found dead this past week at uh, at the age of 40, which is interesting to say the least. And uh, my condolences and thoughts go out to his family. Yeah, to his family they do. I mean, I like I said, I... One of my more morbid moments on the show is talking about his gay eggs and bacon. <laughs> but uh, I will send out my condolences to his, his his friends and family. But anybody that kills themselves, I have no love lost for them. So well, you know that you know where you end up. You know where you end up when you do that. So you know you got to deal with the rest of your eternal life, not me. Well, you know, and and that's 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 the God's honest truth. I mean, if if it was a suicide, then you know, I can understand why he. I guess he felt the need to do so. I mean, when you look at the career of Chris Canyon, I mean, he he basically was one of those guys that claimed he was let go from the company uh, because of his status um, as a homosexual, uh, which which I find completely uh, irrelevant because, quite frankly, when when you think of guys that are they're gay in the WWE. I mean, the one that comes to mind often is Pat Patterson, who is a, you know, one of the guys that helps get you know give guys the pushes around there. So I, I really don't think that was the case. And if you remember, he was also one of the guys that had the lawsuit against Vince uh, that included you know Mike Sanders and Raven. Basically, the lawsuit that stated that they were independent contractors. And of course, you know that never came to fruition. That was dropped. So I mean, Chris Canyon. I don't know what he's been doing the last couple of years, but he wasn't working for any major companies. He did stuff on the indies per, uh, periodically, and for a guy that was as talented as he was back in the day, it's just sad to see another guy from WCW uh, gone. It, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I feel bad. I mean, you know, I, I Lord knows I've taken my shots at Canyon over the last couple of years, but I mean, I feel bad for the guy. I you know I hate to hear that anybody's done that because it's not what it's not what it does to the person but it's what the suicide does to the friends and family you know that you leave behind they're the ones that feel the pain not you I always think suicide's a pussy way out so I've never been a big fan of hearing anything about suicide but I guess there's a lot of people that remember the game even making them. You know what? That was a, a pretty popular segment. I'll never forget, you know, hearing about that. Uh, you know, where he he went to that show and Triple H made the remark, "All right, who let Canyon in?" When he had the signs that said, "You know, pray for my for my damned gay soul, Sean," and stuff like that. I mean, it was just some interesting times. And uh, yeah, the gay eggs and bacon will probably live in infamy on this show tray. I think if memory serves me right, what I said was, "How does a guy who's looking for work?" go to a show and be let in as a VIP guest and sit in the front row and hold up a sign that says, pray for my gay soul and hopes to get a job. 
I mean, what was he thinking that morning when he was having his gay eggs and bacon? Sometime tonight I'm going to write a sign and just pray for my gay soul and see if Vince will hire me back. Oh. I think that was pretty much the gist of it. No, I, I think that was pretty much it. We actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Hey, it's uh, Flair t- oh, uh, 17. Uh, Flair 17 champ is here. <laughs> the only t- the only champ in the Federation that I respect. Oh, you don't respect Mace, <laughs> do you? Exactly, Trey. If you, if you need somebody to watch your back, I, I got it, brother. Um, I know how those Board of Education guys are. I've, I'm dealing with them myself. Actually, they respect me, though, I think, because their leader was so afraid of Flair that he decided to back out of the match. And he put TJ in his spot. His sacrificial lamb. Sacrificial lamb. And you tapped out. You tapped out. You tapped out. Exactly. I made him tap to the figure four. And that is the... <laughs> I am the champ now. So... <laughs> but, yeah, uh, what's well, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, about, about that canyon. Uh, yesterday, I actually had my gigs and bacon uh, in uh, memory of him. Um, but yeah, that, that's exactly how you brought it up on the show, what you were just saying. I tell you, uh, talking about W&L memories brings back a lot of, a lot of good memories, Trey. Oh, um, I, I remember, I remember something to the, to the right of JSK, like I always did, and him laughing his ass off to the point that he had to take his headphones off. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't really, uh, about, uh, suicide. I tell you, I was, re- I'm reading, uh, Hogan's book. I was, uh, shocked at how close he actually came to suicide. Uh, but I don't yeah. have any respect for, I don't have any respect for anyone that, that would take their own life. It's not, it's not their responsibility to decide whenever they go. Um, uh, right. I, I agree I'm with that. Get, I agree with that point. I agree with you on that point, but I mean, like, I can think of times where it's been tough being me. You know, um, I lost my job, got a DUI, lost my mother and my best friend all in the span of about six months. And I was depressed so a bitch. I was. But the thought of doing something like that never crossed my mind because I love my father, I love my brother. I love my sister, their kids, you know. I mean, me me offing myself would not hurt me like it would the people that were left that knew me and loved me, you know. And that's just that's just the way I look at it. It's a selfish way out where you hurt more people than yourself. Yeah, exactly, Hannah. I can't... Uh even begin to think of how you felt during uh, that time. It had to be one of the worst times in your life. Uh, you're going well, through I'll be honest with you, the, 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 one thing, the one thing I had during the time where I and you can probably go back and listen and tell that I wasn't all there, but, I mean, the one thing I had was Wrestling News Live. You know, and, and, and the, the, the flock of crazy idiots that listen every week, you know, the WNO family. That was all I had. And, 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 you know, when you listen to Sean's retirement speech, and he says there was a time where, you know, 
you people were the only thing I had to make me like myself, I went through that. You know, and the good thing is, is that, you know, I had my stupid drug days when I was much, much younger. I was smart enough to figure out this ain't going to work and got off of them cleanly. Um, then I'll just be honest with everybody right now. Within the last year, I've quit drinking. I've switched from, you know, regular soda to diet soda. I mean, hell, I'm 34. I'll be 35 in a few months. But, you know, I just, I remember being in that time and thinking, God, I, I, I remember talking to a friend of mine who's really, really religious. But he's not one of those guys that hammers it down your throat. He won't bring up his, his religion unless you ask him to. And I remember asking him, saying, Roger, you know, I got a, you know, I lost my mom. And then I lost JFK within two or three months. And then I went out drinking and got a DUI without even driving, which is a story in itself. But that's my luck at that time. I mean, shit, everything was falling apart around me. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I lost my job at the, the radio station I loved because of the fact that I couldn't drive their vehicles anymore and they have a no DUI policy. So for a DUI, I shouldn't have gotten in the first place because I wasn't driving. I lost the job that I had waited my whole life to get. Plus my mom and my best friend within the last three or four months. And I remember asking Roger, hey man, what what do I do? What, can I, what Religiously, what can I do? You know? God, what else could you do to me? You know, and, and he, he helped me out quite a bit. Now, I'm not a holy roller that goes to church every Sunday because I have a belief on that as well. I think you can know who God is and not have to go to one certain building with a certain bunch of people every certain day of the week to make sure that he knows you, you know, you regret your sins and you accept whatever you think is a God into your life. But, you know... I just remember at one point, this is a true story, I was on my knees in JSK's room with a bottle of Jack Daniels asking myself, God, what else can you do to me? You've thrown everything possible at me, and I'm still here, and I'm not going anywhere. So let's get on to the main event or get over this because I'm done. And, I, and literally, I mean, it was like literally the next day things started happening. You know, good things started happening to where I wasn't depressed anymore but man I'll tell you what depression is a motherfucker and like I said it's a good thing that I had you know hundreds of people that I've never met but who I still consider part of the Wrestling News Live family every week to hang out with but even in my darkest of time the thought of suicide would never cross my mind for the fact that I said earlier, but I like myself too much for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chair, I think that just uh, goes with how great of a guy you are. And that's what always drew me uh, to the show. I, I mean, I, uh, I just knew, I mean, just the kind of guy that you were and 
I've always appreciated that uh, from from you uh, from listening to the show because I know it's helped it's helped me out in times. I mean, I haven't had anything near that, but it's helped me out in times uh, whenever I needed help too. Just coming in and listening to two good guys uh, talk about the things they love, and I I can't ever thank you enough for that, Jerry. Um, but anyway, I just I wanted to chime in, and uh, JJ, I think you did a great job with Ethan. Um, today was uh, the best day of the year as well, Trey, because it started baseball. Uh, I think it means I think it means it's the year for our, for my Cubbies since we had the worst loss we've ever had in our history. So, <laughs> so it'll go good. Um, but anyway, I hope you guys have a good night. All right, man. Thanks for calling. We'll talk to you next week. All right, that was Flair uh, 17 time, apparently. He's not I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to damper the mood and everything, but, I mean, we just got off on that subject. And, you know, I, I've never said some of that stuff that I wanted everybody to hear. But, I mean, you know, it's amazing. If you want to get up when you're down, you know, and it seems like everybody and their dog is kicking you in the face, you can find ways and find things to get you back on your feet. If it's an internet wrestling radio show, and it's just the listeners that you know you depend on every week to be there. You know, JJ and I have both said it before. If there were just 10 to 15 of you bastards in here, we wouldn't waste our time. That's true. You know, but it's the fact that you show up every week, we feel we need to show up every week as well. No, I will agree with that. I mean, uh, Sorry to, to bring the show to a damper with the whole uh, the Canyon thing. I just felt like we should address it, you know, to some degree. I mean, it was a big news item that happened this week. and Well, and, and that, and then, you know, the whole JSK part of things is a part of this show's backbone. It's a part of this show's blood. Absolutely it is. You know, so, I mean, I don't tell a whole lot of stories anymore about JSK, and I need to do that more often, but that was, you know, that was probably the darkest day of my life, right after losing my mom. I mean, it was... At 4 o'clock in the morning phone call, I wish I had never taken or didn't have to take. You know, it, it was it was a it was a bad thing for me as well. I mean, uh, now granted, I wasn't as close with JSK as, as you were, but I did form a, a pretty solid friendship with him the couple times that I got to hang out with you guys. And it was bittersweet for me because on one hand, just a couple days before he passed, you know, my little girl was born. And it really was upsetting because, you know, like, like I said, literally, we're talking three or four days after my uh, my little girl was born, you know, I, I get the call right. that JSK had passed away. So I've always, in the back of my mind, I've always had it that, you know, he's kind of her guardian angel, you know, kind of yeah. watching over her. And that's that's the, way I, that's the way that I choose to remember him. And he would. And he would. You know, that's the thing is i got to worry about him being up, up there with my mom. So, I mean, we can look at everything for different reasons. But, uh, no, I, you know, if you want to know what JSK was like, I mean, my dad and I were just talking last week, you know, because him and my dad were pretty close, too. Um, but a lot of people, I don't know how much we talked about it on the show, but um, one of the many, many things that JSK did in his life, occupation-wise, was he was a bounty hunter. And it was it was really funny because... 
if you take the fact out of, you know, Dog the Bounty Hunter nowadays is always telling you to go, you know, find Jesus. If you take the religious part out of what happens on that show, he's a, he was a lot like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. You know, when he was bounty hunting full time. And I've, I've, I've gone with him a few times to help bring people in, but, you know, I can remember when he had to go to Canada to get people and had to go to Las Vegas to get people and, you know. I remember him getting stabbed six times with a screwdriver and screaming, dude, if you don't let him go, you're going to kill him. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. You know, I mean, just I've got so many JSK stories I can write a book. You know, and maybe I need to. I don't know, but definitely I have enough of them to write a very entertaining book for those people that, that, that knew him or that, that, that listened to him or cared to know him, you know. It might not be interesting to the person that never knew who he was, but to those of us in the Wrestling News Live family, it would definitely be something funny to read. I agree. We actually have uh, one last caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? What's up, guys? This is Tillman 9 Millinger from the chat room. What's hey, going on, man? what's up, my man? I'm back this week. A few things to uh, to hit on. I, I feel like I'm coming in at a down spot here um, about Chris Canyon. It, it's sad, but the kind of thing, unfortunately, it seems like just happens in wrestling. The, these guys get into uh, to hard alcohol and a lot of heavy drugs and stuff, and, I mean, it is clinically proven that that kind of shit does lead to depression. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I wasn't necessarily his biggest fan, but at the same time, I think he was a good talent. And, you know, once again, I do think it's sad that another dude's dead before he's 50. Yeah, I hate the fact that anybody has to pass away. But I mean, you, you got to also remember that the, the, the suicide part comes from another side where these guys are used to being main eventers. They're used to being in the limelight. They're used to being talked about. They're used to be, you know, on the tip of everybody's tongue. And then they go 10 years without nobody talking about them or giving a shit who they are or what they've done. They're on alcohol and drugs, and they think, you know what, if I were to OD, I'd at least be in the paper tomorrow. You know, I'll yeah, be all over the internet. I'll be all over internet, every internet wrestling site. You know, and it's like with him, it almost seemed like he got this. Uh, he he got a pretty good push in WCW. Um, he got a decent push in WWF or WWE or whatever you want to call it at the time, and then they let him go. And it's like back in I believe it was 2004 or so when he brought the signs to the arenas that Vince won't hire me because I'm gay or whatever. Uh, it seemed like he was really trying at that time to get back into it, and you know, you you would just maybe have to think that maybe nothing turned up for him, and that could be a parting factor, and maybe what led to his demise. Well, you know, you you, you listen to sports radio, and uh, I know Chris Myers was talking about it with, uh, oh shit, who was he interviewing this week? It was a hockey player from Chicago that's going to the Hall of Fame. I'm not a hockey Former guy. Blackhawks player. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name. I'll know it. If, I would know, I know. it if I heard. But anyway, they were asking him about what do you think about how far how far away are we from somebody stepping up and saying I'm openly gay in sports, and what would the reaction be? And you got to also think that. He's holding up those signs that say Vince won't hire me because I'm gay. Well, how do we know Vince didn't go to the boys in the locker room and go, hey, guys, 
you know, we could work a storyline or two out of this, maybe get some publicity. What do you feel about bringing a gay guy in the locker room? And they all said, not no, but hell no. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. I'm not putting words in anybody's yeah. mouth, but, you know, who knows? We weren't there, so we yeah. don't. No, you know, and it, it's just kind of sad. It's uh, n- another wrestling tragedy, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. I agree. As far as tonight, though, it seemed like you guys were kind of down on both shows. I didn't think either. I, I was kind of, I was DVRing both shows and trying to watch the NCAA championship at the same time. I didn't think either show was necessarily bad, but I have to think, can I say the F word on the, on this radio show? Absolutely. fucking lutely Yes, you okay, I have to think. All right, I have to think TNA kind of fucked up tonight. The first yeah, time they the dropped the ball show on a golden opportunity. They did. There's no Eric Bischoff on the show, and the first time that they push it up to 8 o'clock, your main event when you're going head-to-head with uh, John Cena and Batista and The Miz and The Big Show is a fucking strip tease that never happened. I mean, you knew it wasn't going to happen. When they announced at the beginning of the show that somebody was going to have to do a striptease, you knew right then that they weren't going to get naked because they're on Spike TV. But what shocked me was to make that the fucking the main event of the whole show. Now, last week, had they done this last week, I would have given them a 100% get-out-of-jail-free card because nothing they could have done last week would have compared to Sean's retirement farewell. Mm-hmm. I would have said, that's just TNA in one way showing respect by not trying to outdraw Sean. And it's also a way for them to mail it in and say, hey, look, we understand Sean's retiring tonight. Everybody and their brothers tuning in. Hell, we're going to tune in. So we're not going to try to compete with that. But to do it this week, on the first week where they're not gearing towards any programming or trying to promote anything, they're just having another show on a Monday night, you know, made no sense. At the same time, like, even last week, it was kind of odd that it uh, when Sean was given his retirement speech, you flip over to Spike TV and there's Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and the X-Punk. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got your first click reference in a long time on WWE programming. Where Triple H said it used to be about this, you know, that was the Mm -hmm. click symbol. You know, Sean, Triple H, and those three on TNA were part of the click. You know, um, to me, it's the, to to me, TNA tonight is the equivalent of Butler sending their women out there going, well, we know we can't beat Duke. So we're just going to go ahead and go through the motions. One of the fucking, one of the biggest things that got on my nerves about TNA tonight, guys, was the fucking the placement of the commercial breaks. I mean, it was worse than WCW. Oh, I know. About that shit. You, you would see, they, oh, my God, Kevin Nash is coming out. and Oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, think with your, with your dipstick, Jimmy. All of a sudden, it cuts to a commercial. I, I could not... Yeah. And they did it like five or six times during the broadcast. And then there were times where you thought they were supposed to go somewhere and switch to a different camera, 
And whoever was doing the interview or holding the mic for the interview was staring into dead air going, um, okay, cut. Okay. Yeah. And then they would, yeah. And it, it, yeah. It, and it would just drop off all of a sudden. No explanation from the commentators, yeah. no warning, nothing. All of a sudden it just drops. I don't know. It was, I, they, they could have done a lot better than what they did. I, I thought it was, I, I don't want to say horrible show, but I, the, for the first show at 8 o'clock, they're going to have to do a whole lot better than this. I, someone called earlier and said that they might do a .7 rating tonight. I, I don't know. I might be surprised at that. I'd be surprised if they do more than .4. Yeah, because that show was that bad. I mean, and if you're if you're one of those people, like a lot of us, and like I've had to become, normally I would just, if it wasn't for Wrestling News Live on a Monday, I would just DVR one, watch the other, then tune over to the other. I think we just lost the Trey dog, actually. It's about that time yeah. of the night that happens. Trey, are you there? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Well, say it is, I'm where you lost me. But, you know, if it was... If you're like anybody else who just watches one and flips over to the other one, there was nothing on TNA tonight when something was going on on WWE that made you want to stay on TNA and not flip back to Raw. Was Raw going on when uh, Mr. Kennedy fought uh, Angle in that ladder match? Yes. I don't know because I... They were first coming on the air. Yeah. That was worth watching more than Raw. Yeah, they spent that by not making it long enough. One last thing here, guys. I, I heard some news um, earlier today. This is totally off subject, but um, I, I'm sure you guys probably follow JR's blog. Um, he says that uh, he's pretty much done in WWE as a commentator, and he's not sure if he's going to renew his contract with them. Um, what do you guys think about maybe seeing JR and TNA? You know what? TNA it's is the an, perfect place for him. It is. It, it's totally I a viable option. It's totally... Eric Bischoff wants him so bad, uh, they would probably have a three-man announce team because they're going to keep Tanae and they're going to keep Taz and put JR there if he decides to go. I don't know if he's going to go there, but I think it would be the perfect place for him if he did decide to do it. I think it would be, too. Depending on on why he's not renewing this contract, depending on what has been done behind the scenes, and the fact that... We don't really know how close he is with Vince because Vince does everything he can to take shots at Jr. whenever he can and make him the butt of the joke. But mm-hmm. let's just say let's just say they're good buddies on the up and up. It, it's really going to come down to why is Jr. retiring from the WWE? Is it because he's tired and he doesn't want to do it anymore, or is it because he doesn't want to do that schedule anymore? TNA fits his schedule where he can still live in Oklahoma and go to all the OU games he wants in every sport and still do TNA. Well, now, as I recall, I think the thing that really kind of uh, was the falling out between Vince and JR was the fact that they replaced JR with John Laurinaitis because Jim Ross wanted to move back to Oklahoma and not live in Connecticut right. anymore. And that, that was a long time ago. Well, yeah, but that caused friction there. And then they wanted yeah. to they wanted to move with when, the times. When he stepped down as head of talent relations. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then they wanted to go with a fresher face for the product on Raw, and they went with Joey Styles. Yeah. And he sat at home for a while. And then they moved him to SmackDown, and after this last Bell's Palsy bit, they're kind of moving on without him. Uh, the rea- Well, i tell you what's going to happen is we got three weeks to find out. Because if he's coming back, he'll be one of the people drafted to Raw. He's not coming back, man. I, you know what? I, I, I don't think he is. No, he's, he, he says in his blog that they, they don't want him as a commentator anymore, apparently. Well, if that's the case, if they, if he's saying things like they didn't want me and they don't want me around and blah, 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 he's going to TNA. Because he'll be there just to say, hey, I showed you up, I told you so, I'm not done yet. Well, that's a possibility, but at the same time, I mean, he does have a nice little franchise in Oklahoma City with uh, with JR's Barbecue. He actually is part owner of another franchise there in Oklahoma City. So either way, he's it's not like he's hurting for the money. Um, it's just no. a matter of is he going to go to TNA and work with them, or is he just going to kind of sit around and take it easy? I mean, he could take it easy for a couple of years. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and start a Jim Ross rumor. You know, I, no. I'll... I'll back him whatever he does. I just it, it's it's a shame that he's not doing commentary anymore. That's that's all I'm going to say about. I agree. It. I agree. All right, guys. Well, I think that's about it. Yep, I, I think we're going to stick a fork in. We're we're going to stick a fork in it. We're done. Stick a fork I've in me. Yeah, we did that I've last night. Go watch Russ. I've got to go watch WrestleMania and hope that uh, I, I scrambled Clark's brains over some ballets or something like that. <laughs> you mean you haven't watched WrestleMania yet? I I have not yet. Well, well, it just posted yesterday, right? Oh yeah, I mean it, some of the matches have been posted for a couple days. It's the the biggest part of that is getting them uploaded to YouTube. Sometimes I have matches that I'll leave for a couple hours and have things queued up to upload, and I'll come home and. There's an error, 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 and I'll have to do something to change it up. And so, like, the uploading takes me a couple hours for each match, and it's just it's just a pain in the ass. But uh, I had a lot of stuff up earlier in the week, and everything was finalized last night. So I'll check it out tonight or tomorrow. All right, guys. All right, man. We'll talk to you later, Philman. All right, Trey. I I guess we are done. Stick a fork in it. Are you gone too? Hello, are um, you still there? I don't know. I thought I lost Trey there for a second. I thought you did too. Um, I'm, uh, you guys are still on. I'm signing out of the cell phone. Peace out. Great show, guys. All right, Pillman. We'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, later, man. Later. later. All right. No, I heard, a noise. I heard a noise on my phone, so I thought I was being dropped, and then I looked down, and I was still there. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know. It's It's that time of night where the Internet gets all wonky for you. I don't know what the fuck's up with that. I don't know, Trey. But I think with that said, it's time for Song of the Night. Song of the Night. Song of the Night. Randy McWilliams in the chat room says, I still think Psycho Siliano has something to do with JFK getting run over. Well, I'm still investigating it, but all leads point to the Trey Dog, so we'll we'll see. And it wasn't me. All you got to do is ask around the boys in the back. I was at backstage long before JFK was run over. Uh, One Man X says it was Rikishi. He might have done it for the rock. He might have. He might have done it for the people. I have no idea. That's right. All what right. do you have picked out for song of the night? I'll go some Lincoln Park to close the thing out tonight. I think. I'm just there gonna. You know. I'm in a there Lincoln you know. Park kind of mood. You know. I mean, I don't know. That'll work. 
No, Mike, it won't be disturbed down with the sickness. We heard enough of that shit last no. night. All right, I guess with that said, on behalf of the Trey Dog, on behalf of everybody that called in tonight to Wrestling News Live, thank you so much. And uh, on behalf of myself, Mr. Money we'll on the Mic. We'll see you guys next week with more Wrestling News Live, and you can always catch the archive on com and WrestlingNewsLive.tk. Absolutely. With that said, guys, JSK, we're getting out of here. Take us away, buddy. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. <laughs>